0: Look who's back
1: is right. What up, what up, what up? Real Coach JB is back, full effect, right here on the Coach JB Show. Appreciate everybody back joining me. We got a hell of a show today. Chase Sr., Matt McChesney. We're going to get after it. We got a lot of things to break down. After a few days off in Vegas with my boy Pat Perez, live golf champion. Uh, I had a little bit of a complication I'll get into, but I'm here to ready to bring this heat, and uh, Matt will join me in the first hour chase in a second we're gonna break all things down and why is Derek Carr such a fake ass good boy and an embarrassment can't wait to hear this plus is coach Cal in Kentucky the most overrated basketball coach of all time can't wait to hear my thoughts on that one and it's gonna be a great day to have a great fucking day make sure you pound that like button subscribe become a member we are back better than ever Yes, yes yes i am back i am back in the building like jay-z said i'm back hey listen uh lots of discuss, man lots of discuss. we're gonna get after it this morning i appreciate everybody in the morning um man we're gonna find out i'm gonna break all things down bruce helms you almost made me laugh so hard just now uh i miss you bruce helms um i am back adrian riley uh man went to vegas for the longest trip ever i was supposed to still be there shit um but i had to get out of there uh shout out to my boy pat perez for taking care of me man bringing me down there hanging out uh got to go play shadow creek i didn't play shadow creek let me make sure i clarify greg lloyd i did not play shadow creek i half-assed caddied shadow creek caddied my boy pat perez for a function that he had to do uh and uh, we got to, I just got to see the, probably one of the best courses in the world. That's Pat's number one course in the world, by the way, uh, just throwing that out there. But uh got to play Shadow Creek and uh, in Las Vegas and do that. Went to the Raider game, got to see Derek Carr up close and personal. Uh, we'll break that down. And and, and uh, <sighs> had some complications in Vegas, man. Uh Went to the Post Malone concert, got to sit backstage on stage with Post, got to hang out with him for a while, uh, got to do a few things, and uh, whatever we ate or drank prior to that fucked a few of us up, and I'm telling you, fucked us up, fucked us up, and uh, still ain't the same, not yet, I'm not the same, but food poisoning was probably the least fucking thing, scare we had, and... uh, and it caused us to fuck up the kind of the weekend for, for a lot of us. But uh, it is what it is. Shit happens. And uh, that is why I didn't get back in time for Monday's show. So I was sick as a dog. I had fucking bloody stool. You name it, I had it. And uh, few of us did. So whatever the fuck we had, it was real. Let me tell you something, boy. I, I never, I never sweated like that. I lost about fucking, I thought I lost 20 pounds, but I've I actually gained it back now. I lost so much fucking weight sweating. Uh, it was crazy. Bad fucking experience. Uh, and, uh, hey, it is what it is. Shit happens and you got to keep moving on. But it was a painful motherfucking experience. And it cost me a couple of days on my Vegas trip. But, uh, it is what it is, man. It It is what it is. So I'm back. We're here on this Work Boot Wednesday. Chase Sr. is going to join us, talk about Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Is his Eagles, are they his Eagles in trouble? And this 49er talk, uh, I got to be honest, I'm over it. I'm not a believer. I don't believe it. I watched them in up close against the Chargers. I'm not a believer. Uh, everyone talks about this roster and all this shit they got going on not a believer they don't have a deep threat either at wideout or at quarterback they're a dink and dunk team similar to the fucking eagles i'm gonna be honest with you guys i don't see either one of those teams winning the super bowl we're gonna break both of these things down though uh so appreciate everybody in here hitting the like button subscribe become a member today uh it's all love man i'm i'm here live i'm getting it back cracking i had a Few little setbacks, but it is what it is, right? Um, let me get this. Uh, let me get on uh, these other deals. So, no, I don't drink Bud Lights, brother. I don't drink Bud Lights. Shit, Vikings are the most underrated football team in the NFL, and I don't know why they're not getting more love. I'm be honest with you, I don't know why they're getting more not getting more love. I really don't. I don't know why they're not getting more love let's get you guys started up right off man the day with the quote of the day when you focus on the good the goods increase Uh, i don't know if you understand what that means but when you focus on the good the goods plural actually increase Uh, a lot of people don't realize that too many fucking cats out here sucking their teeth crying and bitching and moaning get over it man Go focus on the good, and the goods will increase. Um, Poll question for you today. Can Jalen Hurts lead the Eagles to a Super Bowl win? Me and Sean Salisbury talked about it last night on Last Chance Q. Our third install was last night. I thought it was pretty fire. Appreciate everybody going over there and watching Last Chance Q. You can become a member on Patreon and watch it on Tuesdays and Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific on YouTube. Last Chance Q. We're on a Fourth install coming up tomorrow. Can't wait for that fire episode. Uh, They're going to get better and better. We broke down Geno Smith last night, compared him to Kyler Murray. Complete opposite, complete opposite. We put up the same formation, empty formation. You got to see what Geno does in empty versus what Kyler Murray does in empty. And it's quite, quite evident that Kyler Murray is a mental midget and can't get out of his own way. But that is what it is. It's ironic that the Cardinals actually look good with colt mccoy at quarterback (laughs) colt mccoy was at quarterback they actually look good and you know what else was the most telling of all that the most telling part of that the team's camaraderie looked better the quarterback that is a shitbird wasn't there and actually kingsbury who's i think's a slap and horrible head coach anyway, looked at peace. The team sideline looked at peace. Hopkins looked at peace. You remove one bad apple, and it helps the whole bunch. You put a bad apple in there, it'll ruin the whole bunch. Try to tell cats that forever. You guys don't listen. What do I know? But what do I know? Uh, can Jalen Hurts lead the Eagles to a Super Bowl? for me absolutely not zero chance no but i'm waiting to hear your guys' thoughts let's get into contrary to belief brought to you by candidate Go going over to candidate use the promo code coach jb all caps uh, everybody on tiktok what up come on over to youtube live join the show get up in here become a member um Contrary to belief, brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE B-L-E-A-V and get you 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. A lot of things to bet on tomorrow's football game. We got weekend games, college and pro. The BCS rankings, playoff rankings are out. We're gonna break all that down today on this show. This catch up work boot Wednesday. Contrary to belief, favorite part of the show. I watch some people and ask myself how they found their way out their birth canal. How did you find your own way out of your birth canal? That's how dumb some of you are. How did you find your own way out of your mama's birth canal? (laughs) Contrary to belief, I sit there and think that when I look at some of you. Holy shit, that's real talk. How did you get out? Contrary to belief, life is unfair, and it's not fair that life is unfair. So live with it. Live with it. Get over it. Life is unfair, dog. Life is unfair. I'm sorry. And it's not fair that life's unfair. (laughs) But so what? Oh, well, sorry. It is what it is. Ain't nothing you can do about it. Lot to get into, though, uh, on the ticker down there. You know, the, the ticker says Derek Carr is a fake-ass good boy. I say he's an embarrassment. And we're going to break all things down, Derek Carr, today. Um, dude, where is my car? That is real talk right there. I- I'm going to be honest. I got to watch him up close and personal. And I got to be real with you guys, man. If... If Devontae Adams isn't in Vegas and watching that game up close, 30 yards from the field and got get I got to see it as a coach. I'm watching every little, every single little intricacy from Derek Carr. And first of all, I witnessed Devontae Adams going over there and basically cussing him out, telling him, what the hell are you doing? I'm on the backside with free access with a corner 10 yards off and inside. What are you doing? Why would you not even look to me? So he tells him that. I hear the whole conversation. So I'm like, all right, that tells me there is a huge disconnect. Not between Carr and just Devontae Adams, but Carr, McDaniels, Carr not understanding anything, or Carr just being so caught up in being so bad that he just is a deer in headlights and knows nothing what about what he's got going on. Because if you don't know where the best player on the field is and you don't know pre-snap that there's no inside adjuster, linebacker, safety, anyone in the alley, and you got this dude one-on-one and you don't even look his way on third down, you are a complete bust, which we've already said that. And if you took if you took Devontae Adams out of that football game, the Colts bowl, blow him out, number one, but number two? They pulled Derek Carr. Derek Carr is pulled. Derek Carr is probably not even the quarterback there. Probably stid him. That is how bad he is and how he looked that game and how he looked every game. And what do I know? I think I say this every time. I've Told you guys over and over about Derek Carr. But what do I know? I don't know, man. Um, Freddie Mac, what up? yeah'm telling you I heard the whole thing. I heard the whole conversation and and Devonte Adams made Derek Carr look great. he threw him a drag route he took it to the house. he threw him some now screens right now he made him shook three dudes. Devonte Adams is the best guy out there, and Carr can't get him the ball consistently whatsoever and the and the cold part about it is I got to be honest with you. If I was Josh McDaniels, I would tell Derek Carr, you throw the ball to Devontae Adams every time we have a pass play. Unless. Or else. (laughs) That's what I would tell Derek Carr. If I was McDaniels, listen, dog, you're going to throw the ball to Devontae Adams every fucking time. Because I'm going to be honest with you. He wasn't even being double teamed ever. He is not even being double teamed. He's not even being double teamed. Devontae Adams is not even being double teamed. So, dog, I'm telling you, it's very bad. Carr had 250 yards and two touchdowns. Are you telling me that's good? Kurush? I want to know if that's something you you think is good or something. I'm just curious. Tom Brady threw for 450 on the Chiefs and lost. Carl Regal, if you think I'm going to tell you anything pertinent about Pat Perez, you are a bigger clown than you actually look, than your picture actually looks like. You're a bigger idiot than you think than you look. Let me be honest with you. So, um. Michigan State, 86-77, double overtime loss to Vandy. Uh, to it, Michigan State. But I gotta say, the football team lost to Vanderbilt. The football team lost to Vanderbilt. Michigan State beats him in hoops. I gotta ask you something on this pre-snap read here. Um, uh, goddamn, dog. Have I said something crazy? TikTok suspending me again. <laughs> God damn. TikTok's not for me. I keep forgetting, dog, that I that I pull TikTok up when I'm on my show, and you know damn well that they're not going to allow me to be live. Um Carl Regal, god damn. He is a fucking goofy bastard, isn't he? Um Lots of disgust, though. Lots of disgust. Uh, I got to get into this Coach Calipari deal in Kentucky. Why does Coach Cal get so much love? Why does he get so much love? So Michigan State beats Kentucky in double overtime last night in basketball. Football got beat by Vandy this week. It had to be the worst loss in Power 5 this year. Um, other than I'm saying within the conference other than the, you know a team like Marshall beating Notre Dame or or Am losing to App State. but why does coach Cal get a pass every single season? Every fucking year, I hear the same shit. I hear the same shit every single year. Every single year, it starts off. It's okay. Kentucky can start off slow. They're going to be okay. Coach Cal has so many freshmen every year. Man, when are we going to get over this narrative, dog? This motherfucker is the most overrated basketball coach I have ever seen in my entire life who makes $10 million a year. $10 million a year. He's the most overrated motherfucker I've ever seen in my life. Every single season, he loses game one to some fucking shitty team. It's all right. He's got so many freshmen. He's got the best freshman class every year, and and it takes some time to get acclimated. (laughs) Fuck it. Are you shitting me? Everybody has freshmen now. They're all one and done. They all fucking have the same issues. I'm so tired of this fucking overrated fucking clown. I swear to God, the dude is the oh, the worst coach that makes $10 million that I've ever seen in my life. Ever. Ever. I'm going to be honest. He can recruit, yeah. He just got Wagner, you know, played for him and is his son, his son number one player in the country, I think. Uh, just got him dog from everything. I know he's a good dude. He's, uh, we know he's a go getter. He's a go. He's a recruiter, but he can't coach. He cannot coach whatsoever. Cannot coach to save himself, get out out of a paper bag. He's the most overrated coach. In my opinion, in the, in the history of football, our basketball, the most hyped coach in basketball history. Listen, I, I want to know why he's so popular for only having one fucking championship. And I want to know why he's so popular for choking off maybe five others. He's got 770 wins. I know that's 17th all time. But one championship. He's made he makes $10 million a year. That's just on the books. We don't even know what he really makes. 31 tournament wins. Four Final Fours and seven Sweet Sixteens. If we're counting Sweet Sixteens as a big accomplishment and four Final Fours as a huge award, then I am convinced that's why we're so fucked up in America and so soft. I'm very convinced that's why. I'm being honest. I'm going to be honest. Like, he gets a number one recruit every year. It doesn't mean shit. Like, it doesn't mean shit. He loses every single season. And people continue to call him the GOAT. Like, dog, I- I'm so confused on what the fuck he- is the hype about this dude. Put him against John Wooden. And just let's put in in compar- comparisons, all right? This dude has 770 wins. And everyone talks about he's the best. I got to be honest. Um, John Wooden had 620 wins. All right. 150 less wins than John Calipari. 150 less. In 40-year career, though, John Wooden's total wins is 885 and 203 losses, 81% winning percentage, John Wooden. He has 10 championships, dog, 10, 10 titles, 10 titles. They used to call the NCAA tournament the UCLA Inventational because you're all invited to the tournament, but we know UCLA is winning it. That is what it is. <laughs> so I, I just want to be honest. That's real shit. Calipari's overrated. Kentucky is overrated. And uh, not a big believer, dog. Duke lost to Kansas. Um, Duke loses to Kansas without self. Bill Self's on suspension. That's a big loss in my opinion. Um, for Kansas, but are we seeing, have we seen the end of Duke? Is Duke done? Have we seen the end of it? I don't know. We'll see. Um, hey, Larry Belafonte, Samuel Smith. How about you guys eat a dick up and shut the fuck up? Or pay me to fucking be a producer of the show, motherfucker. How about you shut the fuck up? How about that? How about you shut the fuck up? And sit here and watch the show or get the fuck out. I don't need more bitch-made cats in the fucking room, homie. Go be a bitch-made cat somewhere else. Go jack each other off and ride dicks of others. Because you're obviously dick riders in the show. So stop being bottom feeders. Shut the fuck up and sit back, because I told you to. Or get the fuck out. I don't need to hear you fucking producers sitting on your mom's couch jacking each other off. As your mom gives you fucking donuts, you 600-pound life fat fucks. Now, shut the fuck up before I block your bitch asses so I can do the show. So I'm tired of seeing you troll fucks sitting around here. And anytime you want to talk hoop with me, let me know. Because I can talk to you about basketball any fucking time, Larry Belafonte. You fucking bitch made fake troll. Now... Aaron Patrick, I don't know if you guys know who this guy is. He's suing the NFL over the injury on the sideline at SoFi Stadium. I got to be honest. I was at the Raiders Stadium the other day. Um, they got a ton of room because the field's kind of sunk in a hole and, it, and the rest of it's kind of elevated. SoFi, all that space and there's no fucking room to maneuver at all. Like, I got to be honest. No fucking room, and you have this fucking $50 billion goddamn stadium. I'm so shocked. And now we're suing NFL fucking stadiums because of injuries. Dog, do you think that would have ever happened back in the day? Do you ever think a player would have sued for getting hurt in a stadium? We're suing for everything now, dog. We're so fucking soft. We're suing for everything. And here's what you guys will say. Here's what Eric Belafonte will say. This is what this, is what, this is what Belafonte will say. Cole. you got to get your money. You got to get your bag now. I know, because you're a soft bitch, and you want a handout because you don't want to work for nothing, because you want to be an IG model, and you want to be on my show. Can I hire you, Larry Belafonte, to be my uh, IG model? Can you be an IG model? <laughs> I don't give a fuck how Pat McAfee talks to his crowd, Samuel Smith. You think I give a fuck? It's a little more than 300 but thanks, bro. Do you think I give a fuck? So let me ask you this. Why would you not? Why would you not pay? (laughs) You're in my show. Yeah, I'm going to charge you, motherfuckers. (laughs) That's what you guys don't get. You motherfuckers are so soft and weak-minded that you want everything for free. No, motherfucker, you pay. You fucking pay if you're in here. You act like I give a fuck how someone else is. Guess what? I'm probably the realest motherfucker on the planet. I'm sorry that you can't handle the truth. <laughs> so it is what it is. Uh, yeah, I charge you to miss the show, dumb fuck. You got options, Larry. I don't know if you realize that. You do know you have options, right? Larry knows how many shows I missed. You are a dick writer, sir. (laughs) Ah, You are a good dick writer. Uh, Well, actually, you don't pay shit. So you don't, you're not being charged nothing. But you choose to come in here and then you want to say what to do. And then you don't want me to charge you? Get the fuck out of here. See, that's the problem with you motherfuckers. And you got, guess what? You're actually going to have a kid one day, Larry Belafonte. You're actually going to have a kid. And your kid is going to be Kyler Murray, a fucking mental midget. Because of who you are and the dad is. You are so fucking dumb that we don't need you to have offspring. We don't need you to have offspring. We don't, because you too fucking dumb. We have too many of you already out here. We already have too many of you fucking idiots. We don't need more of you. We need less of you. God damn. Um. Yeah. Hector, what up, Hector? Larry can't become a productive member of society. He's a bot. (laughs) Um, uh, Hey, Samuel, guess what? Because it's my show, bitch boy. That's why I do what I want to do. See, that's the problem. I do what I want to do because when you're the boss, you can actually do what you want. When you're the bitch... You sit in the back and suggest things. (laughs) So guess what? You're my bitch, and you're sitting there suggesting things again. And uh, I love it. I love it. Producer fucking Samuel Smith. Pat McAfee don't yell at his crowd. (laughs) Because he don't see his crowd, you dumb fucking dick rider. Holy fuck. Does he realize this? Does he realize Pat doesn't look at the chat, you dumb motherfucker? When you got 40,000 people in there, you're probably not really giving a fuck about you. (laughs) But you think you're involved. You think you actually have a say in what's going on. You think I actually give a fuck what your thoughts are. That's the funniest fucking part of it all. Oh my god, I love it! I love being back. Uh, I missed it. Um, had a lot going on. Aaron Rodgers says it's time to go all natural grass in the NFL again. Another person comes out says we need to go all grass NFL. Cooper Cup's having ankle surgery. Uh, they they're saying is that turf related too? Um, he'll miss four weeks. He's been put on the IR. Colt Shaq Leonard's being—he's—he's uh, he's having season-ending back surgery. Marshawn Lynch got arrested uh, for DUI. He fell asleep in a stolen car that was missing a wheel. <sighs> I love Marshawn, dog. I gotta be real. Marshawn is so—it's crazy to me how the how the what the difference is in America, like. Marshawn, he could be a fuck-up over and over and over. And, and I'm surprised. He's probably going to end up losing anything that he's going to have because he keeps doing these things and getting this a second DUI. Uh, but I got to be honest. Um, you know, we can cancel Dave Chappelle and try to cancel him all the time. I'm surprised Marshawn Lynch does not get canceled. Like, cats, really – they love Marshawn, but – It's funny how certain people get a pass, certain people don't. I'm I'm happy that he gets a pass, but at the same time, enough is enough. Eventually, you're going to be Marshawn's going to be just another cat uh, walking by down the street, dog. If he's not careful, so I hope he uh, he gets a circle around the neck and control what the fuck he's doing. Uh, Belichick is calling for coaches to be allowed to use challenges in the last two minutes. Right now, it's currently a booth review only. Very curious on how that goes. Uh, Ab posted a video on his social media of him fucking. Dog, I gotta be honest. It, it I gotta be real with you guys. I'm, I, 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 I said this a while back. I hate to say it and put death on people's life. I don't know if you guys, if you guys don't know the difference. If you guys don't know the difference. Um, if you guys don't know the difference. Um, the DUI happened in, in Vegas. Uh, for Marshawn, and dog, one of my boys was at the club with him the same night, left him, he goes on his own, gets gets a DUI, he's been fighting it, I know. Um, He was charged with this DUI, and (laughs) I gotta be real, he's got two other ones, apparently, that have not been put out there, and Why is this circle allowing him to continue to do this shit? Why are circles around these cats who have a big bag to lose, allowing their homies to do this shit? Like, I got to be honest. Why are we continuing to see the fucking downfall of these cats? And I don't feel sorry. Who's your, who's the rapper yesterday that got cracked in Vegas? Blue something. Somebody blue or some, some other dumb motherfucker got arrested for attempted murder, apparently, or murder. I don't know. They arrested him in Vegas uh, when I was leaving. I just, it was all over the place when I was in Vegas. Blue something. Blue Chew. I don't know the name. Blue Chew. Um, Blue Chew. (laughs) Blue Chew. Motherfucker raps about hard dicks all the time, I guess. Uh, Blueface. Uh, Blueface, yeah. So he got arrested. Um, Another rapper. Shocker. I'm fucking shocked right now. I am so shocked right now that another rapper got arrested. Are you? Are you, America? Is everybody out there fucking shocked that Bluetooth, Blueface, got arrested for attempted murder? Are you guys, I know you guys are just jaw dropped right now, right? You guys are just sitting there, right? Like, (laughs) God damn, homie. If I hear anybody come out and say, man, I'm so sorry about Blueface coming out. and, and, And man, I hope he gets right. I hope he gets his life together. I hope, man, fuck him and his life. Fuck him and his life. That's what you guys don't get. How about we come out and say, you know what, man, fucking travesty. Three kids at the University of fucking Virginia got shot in their fucking dorm on a bus, going to their dorm by another motherfucker, and that is a tragedy. Let's talk about that. But then Coach JB is going to come out and flip that one too because he is the realest motherfucker out here, and he's going to say shit that no one else will say. And unfortunately no one wants to bring it up on real platforms. So maybe one day we'll have bigger platform here on this show and we can fucking blow it up and say, you know what coach jb has been saying this all along. Why are we so fast to write out a fucking rest in peace tweet? LeBron James. I saw LeBron James in Vegas. Ironically, it was crazy. Uh, He was there. Jalen Rose was there. We were all at the same restaurant. Um, Dog, I'm be real. Um, I'm so tired of hearing the rest in peace tweets. Rest in peace to all the young kings who lost their life in the University of Virginia's tragic accident and shooting on campus at the University of Virginia. Such a travesty. Why? 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 Why are we doing it? You know why? So I want to respond to the tweet by saying this. Here's why, LeBron. Because LeBron James yourself and everyone else included in your with your platforms. Oprah, Stephen A, Snoop, Ice Cube, Jay-Z. I mean, I can go on and on and on and on about black role models that have resources, platforms, and money who do nothing to prevent any of this shit. All you do is write rest-in-peace tweets, motherfuckers. Let's keep it one hundred. Y'all write rest in peace tweets, cause that's easy. That's fucking twit. That's fucking clickbait. That's clout chasing. That is fucking sympathy tweets. Man, nobody gives a fuck about your rest in peace tweets. Nobody gives a fuck about rest in peace kings. But what do you do from now until the next tragedy? Nothing. You motherfuckers do nothing. And nobody talks about it. They all want to talk about it when it happens. Well, guess what, motherfucker? It's too goddamn late. It's too late. You already fucked up by not using your platform to prevent the shit. All you got to do is put together a task force and, and donate, give some fucking money to a team that runs it for your motherfucking asses and get a bunch of big time motherfuckers on the panel. And you guys start to get out here and get these dumb motherfucking kids. And first of all, you go after their dumb motherfucking parents and you start to reel these motherfuckers in and say, listen, what the fuck are we doing here? Let's create a fucking atmosphere that's more conducive for your success. So you're not out here fucking shooting and killing each other. But nah, we won't do that. We'll do rest in peace tweets. <coughs> we'll keep doing that. We'll keep doing that. Unfucking believable. Um unbelievable. Antonio Pierre or Antonio Brown, I mean. Um I'm going to I'm going to be honest. Antonio Brown, I believe, in my opinion, I don't he's either going to be in a coffin, dead and buried in jail. Or just another Delonte West, I can see him being another Delonte West very, very quickly. Uh, I've heard multiple stories that he's already out of money, that he's 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 actually robbing people in another in a different type of way. He's actually robbing folks. Um in a political sense, because he's actually lying to them about watches that are fake, getting 160, 200 k, and come to find out the watches are all fake, and then he's trying, he's he's getting money from cats to do music videos and shit, even though they he's lying to them and basically robbing you of a quarter million dollars here and there. He is actually about to show all of you that. The truth hurts. And he is an actual fucking moron and a shitbird. And I've told you a lot of times, he's the epitome of a shitbird. And what Mike Tomlin did with him in Pittsburgh to shut him the fuck up for all those years was the greatest single accomplishment in coaching history. Now, I wanna hear, perfect made AB fucking dumb. Well, I've known AB and his dad for a long time. His dad was a Kansas JUCO coach. I'm just throwing that out there. He's been a shitbird, bro. I'm just gonna be honest. He's been a shitbird for a long fucking time. So let's stop all the bullshit. And he posts a video of him fucking on social media. I, I, I'm just telling you, this guy can't get out of his own way. And then he leaks a message about Tom Brady. So now we know the truth as to why he did the fucking. You know, the 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 t shirt with Giselle and why he's posted Giselle and why he keeps doing all this shit. This this text message was basically put out there. If you guys, you guys don't know, text message was put out there by Tom Brady last May. Last May. That is the text message. Um, and that is what's pissed off A B. Now we know. Now everyone knows that this text message is the reason why he's in the fucking fillings that he's in. This is why he's in the fillings, in his fillings. Tom Brady told him this, and guess what? Tom Brady didn't say nothing. Tom Brady didn't say nothing. So AB now needs more clout. He needs more. He needs his next hustle. So he's going to post a Tom Brady text and try to get back out there. Dog, it's unfucking believable. It really is. It's unfucking believable. And uh, it ain't CTE, man. It's called shitbird. He's a shitbird. Miss me with the whole fucking CTE bullshit. Um, He's a bitch, made cat to the extreme. That's what the fuck he is. CTE, these fucking nuts. He ain't got no fucking CTE. Um, he's a fucking shitbird. I think I don't know what I know, Hector, but I do know this. I think I said Taylor Heineke was gonna win three or four games in a row. He almost fucking is five and zero. Oh. He's four and one. I don't know what I know. I don't know shit about quarterbacks, though. That's fucking crazy. But Taylor Heineke, I think I said on this show, uh, because I got actually hit up by a bunch of people online, like, damn, Coach JB be calling it. But what do I know? I don't know anything. Taylor Heineke is by fu- I, what I've been saying. I don't know why we didn't get rid of fucking Wentz a long time ago. But me and, me and Sean Salisbury broke it down yesterday. Why is it such an issue? Why is it such an issue that we can't fathom the fact that we have the most overrated quarterbacks in NFL history getting so much fucking money that it is crippling their rosters and imploding on themselves because you pay these guys so much money that you are fucking sacrificing the strength of your roster. And dog, what are you doing? I, it blows my mind. Cooper rushes are out there in the world. I told you. I think they're still better with him. And it's its showing up. It's showing up. But what do I know? Heineke's of the world. Mills of the world. Geno Smith's of the world. There's quality guys out here that you can surround great talent around with a good coach and win you a lot of football games. Compared to a Kyler Murray, who you pay all the money to, surround this team with average dudes, O-line's horrible, running back, they just cut Eno. I don't know why. Um, I guarantee you, Eno was a cap casualty because of a guy like Kyler Murray who signed for 200 and something million dollars. And you got a guy... Colt McCoy comes in, ain't played forever. He makes about what, 200 grand a year? (laughs) League minimum, 300, 500 grand maybe. And guess what? He wins the game. He wins the game. The team looks fucking way better. And you wonder why I tell you quarterback play is at an all time low in the NFL. But what the fuck do I know? What do I know? I don't know, man. Um, I don't know. Hey, let me ask. So Adrian Riley, uh, he says, man, coach, you really opened my eyes. Listen, I gotta be honest with you. I appreciate a person sitting there and saying, fuck dog, you really, you really are right on this one. Or you could say, you know what, coach, you're wrong. You haven't proven me shit. In Vegas, some fans came over to us and talked to us like, man, you really broke me. You really broke down this Lamar and this Kyler thing. I I thought they were so good and they're fucking horrible coach. I I can't believe you really know that shit that well. I go, it ain't about that dog. I'm not even going to tell you. It's not a personal vendetta against anyone. It's just the eye in the sky. Don't lie. The eye in the sky does not lie. So I'm just being honest. The eye in the sky don't lie. So, (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. It's not like I'm sitting here making up the shit. I'm fucking telling you what's in the fucking sky. And that's the eye, And it don't lie. I'm a fucking rapper. I should be a fucking rapper around this motherfucker. Um, yeah, I, I'm just going to be honest. Um. Let me let me ask you something, Big B Sports Talk. Let me ask you something. Cooper Cut being out. Matthew Stafford was out. Rams line is trash. What the fuck does that have to do with fucking Colt McCoy? I just got to be honest, dog. See, we get cats that come out here. You got a name called Big B Sports Talk. So that means you talk about sports then don't ever say that shit on your show, what you just said right now, because you sound absolutely fucking ignorant. Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, and the Rams O-line has absolutely diddly fucking shit to do with Colt McCoy on the other side of the fucking ball. It has absolutely nothing to do with what Colt McCoy brought to that team yesterday, which was camaraderie, calmness, poise, leadership, all the fucking things quarterback job entails in the NFL. Colt McCoy brought that to the fucking Cardinals yesterday, Sunday. Has nothing to fucking do with what the fucking Rams fucking downfalls are. <laughs> so, what the fuck? I-, I love when someone just says this this most random, obvious, dumb shit. Matthew Stafford was out. Cooper Cup was out. Really, Sherlock's fucking homeboy. Thanks for the fucking update. How about you come out and just say what I said? You know what, though? Had nothing to do with Colt McCoy's performance. That motherfucker was 22 of 25 at one point. I mean, that mother- motherfucker was pretty goddamn efficient. He was hyping up the dudes. He had a leadership going on in the huddle. He was telling motherfuckers where to go. He was aligning the fucking formation correctly. He was fucking making side adjustments. He was IDing the mic. He was fucking bringing dudes up on the sideline. Kyler Murray's over there with headphones on, with Call of Duty in his ear, probably talking to the Asian cat in China about what game they're playing next while you motherfuckers are talking about the Rams' woes on offense. <laughs> you got to be fucking shitting me. Okay, Kourouche, I will. I, I just, we just saw it. What the fuck are you talking about? I'll take Colt all fucking day. But you know more than me. You know more than me, Karush. Please drop your resume in here. I would love to see your resume. Drop it up in here real quick for us. Please, Karush, drop your resume for me. Thanks. (laughs) Uh, No, it has nothing to do with it. Because the Rams defense didn't stop Colt McCoy. Big B sports book, sports talk, whatever your name is. No, has nothing to do with it. Yeah, I see you agree with fucking Kyler Murray being trash. Congratulations. That's not a real hard fucking thing. But guess what? I bet you didn't say he was trash before I started saying it. See, I'm the one that steps out on the limb and takes the hate that says it, and then everyone finds out and sees it and it's like, oh, Coach JB's right. But I took about a million fucking hate DMs in the middle of doing that. You wait till the guy like me does it, and then you come out and say it. I didn't see you saying it before. That's the problem with you motherfuckers. So, you guys wanna come out and say this shit after it's already been fucking massaged into society. And I'm the motherfucking sacrificial lamb that does it because I don't give a fuck what you think. So, that's the problem. So, So, a lot of you motherfuckers are scared to come out and say what you think, or you just don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And all you gotta do is shut the fuck up. You don't know, then just shut the fuck up. That's what I don't get it's unbelievable. We're having dinner. Pat Perez is, 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 is fucking so gracious and generous. And, and, and I'm like, dog, you're not buying everything for me. JB, you better fucking put your money down. And I'm sitting there. And I see motherfuckers ordering shit on his dime. And it blows my mind. I'm thinking, okay, this motherfucker's ordering whatever he wants. He's probably paying for it, I hope. Nope. He's ordering shit on Pat's dime, knowing Pat's going to spend 10 grand on dinner. And I'm sitting there like, God damn, homie, the audacity and the disrespect, in my opinion. And me and Pat talk about that separate and talk about that and, 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 and actually have a good talk about it and laugh. But that is what you guys are equivalent to. You are the equivalent of that. Just fucking ordering on another motherfucker's dime. It's real easy to fucking order on another motherfucker's dime compared to your own. So you don't come out on your own. You don't come out and make the fucking splash statement. You wait till I do it. And then you piggyback off it. Kyler's shitty now, huh? After I fucking had a video that went had 3 million views and went viral because I showed how shitty he is. And then everyone's like, you don't know what you're talking about. And then now it's proven that he is shitty once again. But what do I know? And then everyone wants to ride the coattails. dog. We want to ride the wave. We're going to ride JB's wave all the way to the fucking shore. But guess what? JB don't know shit. I don't know nothing. I don't know shit. Yeah. Oh man, fuck. First of all, Big B, I never said you were stupid. Show me when I said you were stupid. See, that's this problem. So you motherfuckers put words in your mouth to make you feel better. JB called me stupid on his show. Fuck him. (laughs) No, I didn't. I never said you're stupid. Said you may be a dick rider. You may be a fucking rideway, a wave rider. You may be a fucking bottom feeder. You may be scared of the truth. But but Big B, I, I don't have nothing against you. I don't even know you. I've never had an issue with you in my chat. I'm just saying the statements you made about the Rams on offense being the reason they won is an ignorant one, my friend. It had nothing to do with how well Colt McCoy played and managed the offense. I just don't know if you understand. The Rams didn't stop Arizona on defense. I don't know if you realize that. Now, if you were a real fucking football guy that I had to really debate right now, I would be more entwined to hear you say, Coach JB, Stafford and Cup Rose out. You know damn well if Cup and Stafford was in, they would have sustained more drives, kept Arizona off the football field, and then they would have won. It would have been a different game. Then you would have had fucking. Colt McCoy stressing and trying to force footballs and showing that he's not the talent that we all know. And then Arizona lost the game because of Kyler Murray was out. Now we got a debate. Now I can sit here and say, okay, you know, football. But that's not what you said, homeboy. That's not what you said, dog. See what I'm saying? That's not what you said. So come on, dog. Get real. Come on man, that's not what you said. Hey, it's interesting. Um it's interesting. Where's this guy at? Big B sports talk. It's interesting, dog, because I got a I got a uh I got a message about you. It's funny. You did a Kyler Murray video, and now you have the audacity to come on my show and tell me that you did a video? Big B, are you fucking joking me? I have a video that you did basically using word for word what I did before. I just got a YouTube video, and you're you're happy about 130,000 posts, a message that you put out about my breakdown. Are you fucking joking me, homie? And now you're in my show. Holy fuck! And you're gonna sit here and talk to me like I'll never found out. I'm getting blown up about your video word for word, using my fucking breakdown. Holy fuck. And it's the same play? You broke down my play? (laughs) And now you're in my show? Oh my God, homie. Now you're on my show? After you use my video? god damn homie this is real life you are a real this is what you you use my video on your channel oh my god dog oh oh oh. Oh, my boy steve mac appreciate you sending that that is crazy Where did he go? Did he disappear? Where you at, homie? Where did he go? Big B, where you at? (laughs) Oh, my God. We are in a sad world, dog. We are in a sad world where motherfucker said, he's a nobody, I'm a somebody. So you can steal my video and show your fucking two cents to it and think that, that is not a bitch made move, homie. Really? Come on, man. <laughs> dog, I can't do nothing but laugh, homie. I-, I have secondhand embarrassment for you. I have secondhand embarrassment for you. I'm be honest with you. I got secondhand embarrassment for you, dog. I got to be real. Uh, I'm embarrassed for you. <sighs> Listen, man. There's only one original, all right? There's only one OG. And and then there's a bunch of fucking copycat dick writers. And it's okay. If that's what you got to be and do, hey, dog, shoot. Hey, I hope you got 130. I hope you get 140,000, dog, next time. But you should at least drop the source. Hey, man, Coach A.B. broke this down and showed me how to do it, and I'm doing it now. You should at least do that because that's what, you know, a grown man would do i don't know that's just me i could never steal someone else's juice and throw it out there but it is what it is dog kudos to you homie i hope you got a little few dollars off of it um sad world we live in dog god damn uh whoo that's comical as fuck um the eagles suffer their first loss of the year redskins get that ass tiny i told you and listen, dog, 17 to 29, 211. That's not great numbers, but he brought energy. He brought fucking energy. He brought energy that got them over the hump. That's what he did. He brought a bunch of energy that got them over the hump. And he got Terry McLaren the fucking football. What Wentz could not do. McLaren looks like the guy he once was with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. Jalen Hurts, all right. I can't wait to get Chase on the show and sh- and break him down. I can't wait to get. Brett, uh, I can't wait to get Chase in here later on because Jalen Hurts was seventeen of twenty six for hundred and seventy five yards. 175 yards. And again, dog, what do I keep saying? You can't throw 12 touchdowns and two interceptions. It's only a plus 10 ratio in the NFL through fucking eight games, is not a. So that's barely a touchdown a game if you haven't figured it out. Okay. It's not even fucking a, a touchdown and a half a game in the NFL as a starting quarterback. That's not going to win a Super Bowl. Sorry. Sorry. So, I can't wait to talk to Chase about that. Um, Devontae Smith had six catches, 39 yards. Not enough. Uh, Goddard scored a touchdown, but he got injured. So, he's probably done. I don't know. He's going to be fucked. That's a huge loss for the Eagles. And let's get into the Josh Allen deal and the Vikings win. All right? Let's get into this whole fucking deal. I got to break this down. So, is it Josh Allen? Is it Josh Allen that who lost his money on the Raiders? I didn't lose no money on the Raiders. Who the fuck are you talking about? I never picked no goddamn Raiders. Who when have you ever heard me say the Raiders? Um, but anyway, Josh Allen, did did management make him play? Did Josh Allen say, fuck you, management, I'm playing? I don't know. I don't care. All right? This is the difference. If I was the manager or the coach, I would have said, you're not playing this game for this reason. And I admire you, dog. I want you to play. Like, if you want to really play, the only way you're going to play is this this, this XYZ. And I would have broke it down. But we lost the game with you i'm just being honest we lost the game with you so why would we play you we were going to lose anyway we were going to lose with case keenum am i am i am i not am i am i dumb am i not making this am i not making sense chris that's what i don't understand That's what I don't get. That's why, why haven't, why hasn't ESPN said this? Why hasn't anybody came out and brought this up? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Okay, let's go out and let's not play you because we don't care if we lose this particular game. We got to get you healthy or we are fucked. So just chill. That's an order. That is a directive. That's what the fuck would have went down. He played and they lost. And you got no rest. You got no rehab. You got no. You got added stress on the elbow. And you probably threw a pick that you forced that elbow to do some more fucking exertion than you wanted. And you threw a pick late again. And you've thrown seven late picks in this season that's really, really questionable. And I think I'm the one that showed film on you and said... Until you can make a meaningful big win game in a make a big play in a big meaningful game, I'm still not anointing you as some great fucking quarterback. I think I said that, but what the fuck does JB know? What has Josh Allen done? Coach, he hurdles dudes. He hurdles dudes. <laughs> My man, I miss you, dog. I missed you, homie. I've been, I've been in a uh, fucking like ICU for a while. Thanks a lot, Matt. Appreciate you. What's going on with you? <laughs> <laughs> Matt is fucking missing in action. He's coming back in right now. Um, I'm gonna keep talking to him like he's here. Um, Matt's not great on technological advancements, by the way he's not very good with uh he's not very good with uh technology um matt is not the greatest but i'm going to keep talking to matt like if he's in here because he just hung up on me uh what's up dog what's happening how are you you good
2: yeah i want to throw my phone out the fucking door but other than that i'm fantastic
1: i missed you man i i, I got food poisoning and i shit blood so i oh. i i guess you know Hey, I had a little scare. there. I had a little scare, you know. Um, was Vegas fun? Yeah, this is Pat Perez, though. Hey, um, JB, I'm going to be honest. You could die tonight.
2: Damn. Like
1: that, huh? Oh, no, me and Pat have a different relationship. We're similar to me and you. Like, I'm sure we'd probably fuck with each other like that, too. That I was like, Pat, you got $100 million, motherfucker. You know, how about you? Uh, help. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not saying about help, but I'm like, it's fucking. It's real easy to kick back and talk shit to me right now, isn't it? And he's like, "Yeah, it's pretty fucking easy." So, how was Vegas? Was it fun? Yeah, it was fun, man. Uh, how much I mean, money did you make on the Colts? You go, with Pat Perez. You go with Pat Perez, man, and you, and he don't let you pay for a fucking anything. You know, it's pretty fun, but fucking a, uh, you know. I won 500 on the Colts. I picked, but but and I and out there, you know, I got the book out. So you know, my phone now, I got I got the actual book, so I could bet on different things, which I don't get to do in California. So I got to I bet a bunch of different shit. I bet I bet on a uh, I bet on a 50-yard run by Taylor, and that motherfucker broke that 75-yarder. It got me 250 bucks. So I, was like, I was like, hey man, fuck it. We were just playing. But we were in the suite, dog. We're sitting there with the owner of MGM. I mean, fuck, dude, he couldn't couldn't have been better. Better. That that place
2: is I dope, think. isn't it? The the yeah, Raiders stadium that's is cool. really sick, isn't it? Yeah, it's a cool
1: spot. It's a Yeah, cool I spot. went
2: uh, last last year we went out me and a couple of my buddies for like uh, you know, end of COVID kind of pop off and we went and watched Baltimore and the Raiders and the Monday night game last year to open the season. Yeah. Man, that that fucking place is like a spaceship, dog. It is so dope. Yeah, it is. You, you, you would figure that they could attract just about anybody to go play there, to be honest with you. I mean, it's really special. So now nah, you gotta figure something out because that team is dog shit.
1: Yeah, and I got to see it up close as a coach. I'm 30 feet away. I, I got to see Devontae Adams rip Carr's ass uh and 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 talk to him about like dog, I'm on the backside with free access. This is the this is verbatim. This is coming from Devontae, and I love to hear coaching terminology as a from a player he's like i'm on the backside, side i'm the x on the backside with free access with a 10 yard corner and sitting inside why aren't you even looking at me that is verbatim what he told him on the sideline cars sat there and did this
2: yeah and then he cried afterwards i'd love to get your opinion on that look i i uh I love- it's, Bron- I love- it's bronco Raider raider week here in denver and both teams have underachieved just at a monumentally terrible fucking level. Just watch this, everybody. Gosh, I love the car. I love our coaches. Um, they've had nothing but success. You know,
1: where is no McDaniel's at success, car? You know, I'm sorry. He should have said Billichek. Let me ask yeah. you this, Matt. Before we go on, this right here, I have goose. I have like a weird set of goosebumps right now. They're not the good ones. They're not the ones that you, like, are hyped about, like, when fucking, like, coming out of the tunnel? These aren't the goosebumps I have. These are, oh, like... Oh, this
2: is nervous, my, like, we're my, about to my, get
1: shit-stumped. <laughs> well, like, I'm feeling very embarrassed by listening to this fuck. Um, and and I'm sorry. Like, I got to hear this more, but me and Sean Salisbury shut it off last night. I mean, it's fucking embarrassing. Derek, um... You know, sorry
2: to you to finish that sorry for being emotional oh my god dude <laughs> i'm just pissed off something, you know that a lot of us try and do just to practice
1: oh just my god
2: practice, dog, I, here, bro.
1: hey i can't i can't do it i don't know if i could do it like
2: like just listen to this one just to go to sleep at night Just to sleep. For a result. Doug, all that who
1: effort. allowed him out there to do pisses
2: this? This is a lot of guys off. Pisses is everyone off. I'm so pissed. Hard. No knows. Hard. You guys are My doing. My body it. hurts. I can't sleep. I said Just okay. to practice. Just to practice.
1: hold so, on, Matt. Matt. Man, hold it on, man. Was, I fucking had. I got food poisoned dog in Vegas, and my whole fucking weekend was fucked <sighs> well, up. I had my life was over with, man. Oh I fucking my God, it was The so My spent fucking thirty grand on me from crab and lobster, but fuck, man. fuck me! are crying. I had to wake fuck up, I had to wake up early out of
2: here. I had to wake up early to go to work, and I couldn't sleep. And I worked so hard to just go to work every day and the things I have to put in my body from, from smoking dope <laughs> to all the water I drink and all the supplements. And I just, I don't know if I can handle it anymore. All I love our coaches, even though I just met this motherfucker Josh McDaniels and he's had so much success under Belichick. And I just, I'm pissed off and I'm going to cry. I'm going to have a nice little cry about it now cuz I'm so angry. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here with this shit. You're the fucking you're the quarterback of the fucking Raiders, homie? Like look, bro, I, I played for the Broncos. I grew up in Denver, but I was born in Santa Cruz and I like a lot of my early life was around the Oakland Raiders and the San Francisco 49ers when they were still in the Bay. And my first game ever was a Raider game. And that team is supposed to be fucking tough and uncompromising. And I just imagine what Kenny Stabler's sitting back thinking. Like, can you imagine Ken Stabler fucking crying? Can you imagine Rick Gannett crying? I mean, come on, dog. This is just – I have no doubt that he's upset about the way that this the season's going. But getting up here – On 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 national TV after you just lost to a coach that's been there for like eight fucking days and was at ESPN last week and crying, it just it's a it's the it's it's not even soft like it's I felt like it was fake like I felt like he was like he's not really that upset but this is the route that he
1: chose to take I I don't know man. Uh, Matt, I'm telling you, Matt, I'm, you've been around this. Me and Sean Salisbury broke it down last night. It's
2: really uncool. There's
1: a thing called fake-ass good boys. and
2: that's good boys, okay. Fake-ass
1: good boys, Matt. And you know, just by hearing that term, you already know who the fuck they are. And you're like, damn, that's a great term for these motherfuckers. I'm I've writing it
2: down. I've
1: played with them. I've coached with them. I've seen them every day. These are the guys that go in and sit, and they look in your face in the meaning, and you're you ripping this motherfucker. Uh, yes, sir, coach. Yes, sir. I'm gonna. I'm. Yes, sir. I, I never did that. I, I'll be in class tomorrow on the first thing, coach. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. You're a great coach. I, I'm so glad you brought me here. Tomorrow, he's in the dorm. He's on camera. He's smoking weed. He's fucking with a female. He's not in class. He fucking is a fake ass good boy. Tells you what you want to hear but really in theory knows that he's a shit bird. And I got to be honest, Derek Carr is the fakest good boy I've ever seen play the position, and he knows, Matt. I've been in this situation in different variances, okay? If I'm not doing good or performing, underperforming, or just plain out, no, I'm not good, I have to make – I go into what we call excuse mode. Now I have to make an excuse either to get out of this scenario or make someone feel sorry for me. He yep. is making someone feel sorry for him because he knows he is not very good.
2: He's playing terrible.
1: And he knows that he's wasting Devonte Adams. And I got to see him up close and I'm going to be honest. Uh, if he wasn't out there on that field on Sunday versus Jeff Saturday led Colts team, um, they would have pulled Carr. And I don't know if Stidham would have ever let his job come back because Stidham is a better fit right now for that team, similar to what Heineke's doing in Washington for wins. And that is the energy you have to have. And I have to ask you, Matt, if you're McDaniels right now, both of you are on the hot seat, Carr and McDaniels, do you make that move and do some orthodox thing, even though you're getting paid? I understand. Carr's paid. But you know what? Your job's on the line after year one. and ain't even fucking year one. It's halfway through year one. And I got to go in and say, you know what? Do I have full autonomy like my counterpart Jeff Saturday does all of a sudden? Because he fucking put Matt Ryan in the fucking game. Yeah, I thought he was done. He he would. So do I have full autonomy, too, to do this? Because I need to pull Carr and roll with Stidham. Well,
2: look, I play for McDaniels. And there's I'm going to just say this. He is the biggest fucking scumbag I've ever been around in my life. I've heard that. He doesn't tell the truth. He thinks he's fucking Bill Belichick Jr. He talks shit. He won't let anybody make fun of him. Like, he's not one of the guys. He's really, like, he's he's like the Napoleon Complex times 50, where he's in everybody's face uh, trying to, like, degrade adult NFL football players and shit. Um, I'll just tell you a little story. My career ended off the field and I had signed nine injury waivers to go back to the Broncos my last year. My ankles, my back, my shoulder, my hands, like so if you get hurt, you're fucked, you don't get paid. But I wanted to play. And I, you know, off the field I had this catastrophic injury off the field and, you know, got ran the fuck over and tore my leg up really bad and hurt my back really bad and I was in the training room like three days later after getting out of the hospital and this cocksucker, Josh McDaniels walked into the training room and he was like, Hey, uh, golf cart, huh? And started laughing hysterically about it. So that tells you where his head's at when he comes to his players. So yes, I think Carr is underachieving terribly. Rick Pashotti, I don't know how to say his last name, but the guy that was there last year, the intern who's in green Bay now should be the head coach right now. He did a, much better job managing his football team and getting them to play hard for him. I think people in the Raiders organization, the players, can see the fact that McDaniel's is a fucking asshole and a douchebag and doesn't know what he's doing. And again, you know, I have no idea the blackmail he had on on the Davis family to get that fucking job. Uh, but I, I'm just, I yes, Carr needs to be better, and this this whole crying episode is. It doesn't look, like, very authentic to me. It looks – it's just crying weakness. I don't think that it's going to, like, get everybody to play harder, especially coming to Denver this week. Um, All that said, this all falls on McDaniels. I think he's an awful human being on top of being an awful coach. Um, And he's – he needs to go, bro. If the Raiders keep this guy employed, they are going – it's going to fucking destroy their entire franchise. And I watched this happen in Denver. He came to Denver, and within a fucking year, he had gotten rid of Cutler and Marshall and you know, cut a bunch of defensive players. And nobody could play, and everyone's terrible, and he's bringing in all these expatriates and blah, 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 blah. And, like, I just, I don't know, man. I think McDaniels is a fucking cancer. Dude, I, he is such a bad dude. I got really thick skin, dog. It takes a whole lot to like, get me to a point where I'm like, wow, I that's some fucked up shit. And I, am telling you the, the things I saw him do to my teammates and say to them, and then the way he treated me personally, and it's not surprising that his team doesn't want to play for him. I mean, just look at the game this weekend. Look at how Saturday rallied those guys to go play for him and how they don't even know him really. And, and after the game, they were fucking mobbing him and everybody was happy. And it's, you know, like, it's it's what football's supposed to be. There's expectations and requirements, and it's it's an alpha environment, and, and betas are going to struggle in it. But if everybody comes together, we can have an enjoyable time and win football games. It doesn't need to be hell on earth every day when you go to work. And I can almost fucking guarantee you, Max Crosby and, and Adams and Carr and all these cats with the Raiders, they are literally getting in their car every day and going, I have to put up with this motherfucker Josh McDaniels all day today when he's sitting there twirling his fucking whistle and, yeah, that's not good enough, that's not what we're looking for. Like, hey, you little fucking micro-mini-Bilichek wannabe motherfucker, you are destroying another franchise. And look, in the AFC West right now, both of the coaches in this game this week, Hackett and McDaniels, neither one of them should be coaching. It is, they are. Hackett's the worst head coach I've ever seen in history making decisions and trying to run an offense. And McDaniels is probably the worst manager of personalities and people that I've ever seen in my life. So this is like the this is like the toilet bowl in Denver this weekend.
1: And hey, to address the chat here, first of all, the Raiders man- or team staff and admin are monitoring the players' social media. I knew know for a fact I was just talking to a few kids on the team. That The reason that is, and I'm not going to make it a big deal, is because that is by law. That is what the NFL is ordered to do when you have a drunk driver kill a human, when you have another guy in our net commit criminal activity on their social <laughs> oh, media. Shit. On social media is why oh, they yeah. are tracking their social media. It happens on every NFL roster, by the way. So let's not make a big deal out of it. That is normal. And if you're doing something stupid on social media, you shouldn't fucking be in the NFL anyway. So let's just be honest. Um, let me ask you this, Matt. Uh, I got to be honest with you. Uh, this is a debate that everyone's making it into a de- a big deal. Me and Sean Salisbury kind of broke it down yesterday. I can't wait till you're on our show. Uh, it's going to be off the hook. Let me ask you this. Josh McDaniels, I, I'm giving you truth serum now. Giving you truth yeah. serum. Josh McDaniels or Derek Carr, who's the issue and why? McDaniels. And I, look, I'm not. I'm not
2: saying that Carr is. Yeah, we're gonna argue. Yeah. He's not. Look, he's not absolved from fault. But I don't understand how a team that was worse last year can be that motivated under an intern coach to go ball, and how well he did leading that squad last year. And then you get your best friend Devontae, and it, it seems like everything's top aesthetic, and you hire McDaniel's. But I'm just saying McDaniel's because Josh Jacobs didn't want to doesn't want to be there, and Max Crosby looks miserable. And that guy loves football. I know he's one of my guys, and uh, I, I love Max. And when he looks that miserable and angry, there's a reason. Like there's something actually going on because that guy fucking loves everything about the game. I mean, he's exactly what you're looking for to build a team around. The the other guys on defense, Chandler Jones is a total fucking bust as a pick. Nine games, a half a sack, twelve tackles. Absolutely unacceptable. Um, I, I just, bro, I, I think that the hiring of McDaniel's is going to be looked at as a absolute clusterfuck of a hire. It's like it's at the same level as Lane Kiffin and shit. All, although Lane Kiffin didn't have any talent, so I know that you think it's Carr, but can I say can I say both? But just more on McDaniel's. Like I think McDaniel. Like for example, if they keep McDaniels and get rid of Carr is laughable. Like, you can get rid of both of them, but don't fucking keep little Joshy around and then get rid of Carr and just bring in Stidham or some fucking guy off the street or draft C.J. Stroud. If, they, if they're really that bad and they end up drafting a quarterback in the first round to replace Carr, you want McDaniels fucking coaching this kid and developing him? No, you don't. You don't. I'm telling you, bro, McDaniels is a fucking terrible coach and an even worse human. So Raider fans like good luck.
1: We got a lot of Raider fans in here, a lot of Raider uh, fans. I've had a lot of big Raider people on the show so I understand it, but I appreciate you guys coming in. And we're not here to hate on your Raiders. I trust me, I'm not a Raider guy. No, I, just... I,
2: I would I would much like I would much rather have the Raiders be good. The football's better when the Raiders are good. I I I like a lot of the pieces on that team. Don't yeah. get it twisted just because I played for the Dol- the Dolphins, Jets, and Broncos. I don't have any allegiance, really, to NFL teams. I like it when the teams I play for are good, I guess. I want the Jets to win, I guess. But this is business. Like, no one's talking shit about your fucking team. Oh, and by the way, if you really get that emotional, I, you're, you can be a fan and emotional, but don't get mad. You didn't play for the fucking squad. Don't say we, say them.
1: Hey. Matt, let me be honest with you. I know who your allegiance is. It's the fucking person that pays me a hundred million fucking dollars. That's who I love. But anyway, all right. Here's my take, and I'm gonna I'm gonna flip your mind out like I have. I, at least I've opened your eye on a few of these quarterbacks. I've opened guys up across the country. I'm getting DMs flooded now. Coach, in, in Vegas, people are coming up to me. You actually opened my eyes with Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson. You actually opened my eyes with Derek Carr. Holy fuck! How do you know this? Well, cause I know, I know what the fuck I'm doing and you don't know nothing to so go over there and sit down and shut the fuck up and smoke <laughs> your cigar. But anyway, let me break something down for you real quick. <laughs> Please tell me Matt, one fucking coach that has saved one fucking quarterback's career. And then tell me the thousands of quarterbacks that have saved coaches careers. And then tell me this, Matt, <clears throat> how many quarterbacks gets your asses fired as a coach. So you're either the GOAT or the fucking hero as a quarterback. You either get a coach hired or you get him fired, and you either save his fucking career. By the way, Taylor Heineke just saved that coach's job in Washington. Maybe. Got to throw that out there. And guess what? Carson Wentz was about to have him fired.
2: So Yeah, Wentz doesn't get that job back.
1: So let let's just let's just be honest. Derek Carr is the sole issue on a roster that is full of all pros. That a lot of people said was going to compete with Kansas City for the AFC West championship this year. A lot of people on ESPN, who the horrible fucking network has said they may be in the Super Bowl even. And now we have this team floundering right there with the Houston Texans as possibly the two worst teams in football in Detroit and. In Denver. In Denver. And. and you know, On offense You have these guys. You have this team out here that has this roster that is absolutely atrocious. And I don't care so much about the shitbird asshole coach who I've heard the same things you're telling us about, McDaniels. I don't care about that because we've dealt with a lot of assholes in this profession, as you know. Not that like this. Won, that has won football games.
2: He's di- he's different though. It's not. I don't think their roster is shitty. I don't think like Car's the sole reason that they're bad. Their defense, other than Max Crosby, is atrocious. Um, look. In today's NFL leadership, and in really in every aspect of football, leadership is a massive, massive, massive fucking attribute that you need from your head coach. And if your head coach just is an ex and an Oaks guy, and he thinks that he can just put people in spots, uh, and, you know, that guy's just going to step in and win because of my system, it doesn't fucking work like that. You have to have dudes to win, period. And if you if you can't motivate your football team to buy into what you're doing because you're a fucking jerk off and nobody wants to listen to you, well, these days, that's going to get exposed. And you can't just, you can't berate people and fuck with them constantly without any, without any, like, positivity behind it ever. And after playing for McDaniels, bro, and being around him as much as I was, I, I guarantee you what it is, the same exact negative fucking hypocritical bullshit that he did in Denver. He didn't learn anything from his time in Denver. He thinks he's right and the players were shitty. So, I like, it, it, first of all, if you're Josh McDaniels and you can't step in and win with these guys, I'm sorry, but that's on you, homie. I fucking, it's not on Derek Carr or David Carr, whichever Carr brother it is. I watched that guy last year take them to the fucking playoffs with an intern head coach. So, I, I think that with the right coach and the right system, you can win with those guys, especially with getting Devontae Adams. Like, I mean, fuck man, it, it, just this game this weekend, Raiders Broncos has the two most inept offensive play callers and, you know, coordinators and head coaches in the national football league right now. They are fucking atrocious and yeah. and the Raiders have talent. The Broncos you know, I mean, shit, man, that's an entirely different conversation. They, they, they were supposed to have offensive talent, but it seems to me that Russell's washed and Jerry Judy's just soft as, as soft. He didn't even want to play last week. So his heel hurt, um, you know, the offensive line's terrible with the Raiders and the Broncos. I mean, the over under on that game this week is 41. I mean, I'd be surprised if, if anybody scores 10 points at this fucking point
1: let me ask you this though as you know and i know and if you I, i hope you agree if you don't agree with this i got something for you coaching is fuck coaches lose games players win them and i don't care you know that from youth football to fucking nfl I understand there's things that we can do. I understand what McDaniels is doing. I get it. I know he's not the guy, and I can't. I don't like him as a head coach either. I'm on this show months ago saying he's a horrible hire. Once again, another Belichick flawed assistant. Now, what I am saying though, if players win games, as all coaches say every day in meetings, you guys got to win the fucking game. You got to get me out of a bad play. You got to take my bad inept call and make it go. That is what your job is. That's why you make $200 million. He ain't doing it, Matt. Matt. Carr isn't doing it. He should be winning games with fucking Devontae Adams. And I'm just telling you, you take Devontae Adams out of that game the other day, Derek Carr is benched, and Stidham is the guy I bet you money McDaniels can't wait for an excuse to put him in. Not only did he have him in New England—
2: I'm not going to fucking win with
1: him either. He's waiting to bring that guy in there because we have a fucking bad situation in, in Vegas right now. And I'm going to tell you, Matt, I've never, ever seen this. is I, I'm going to end with this, and I want to move on and jo- uh, uh, ask you about Josh Allen. Let me ask you this. <clears throat> Vegas' stadium, you've been in it, is kind of in a bowl, and the st- and, and the crowd can't quite reach the players when they leave the tunnel. If that game would have been in LA Coliseum or Oakland la- the other night, they would have scoops they would have scooped uh McDaniels off the field. I'm telling you, they were booing that motherfucker, throwing shit at him, and then Carr came. Oh fuck, he was right there with them. But I'm going to be honest, dog, that is a fucking the boo birds are out in Vegas, and Vegas ain't nothing like LA and Oakland was back in the day when you played. I'm going to tell you right now, no, it's, I've been hit with a battery in, at, at This Oakland. ain't even I'm close. Major. I was I, I witnessed the most, the softest Raider environment I've ever been around in my life in Vegas the other day. It's
2: like I, Disneyland, I, bro. It's, an oh, angry, it's look. not
1: even close, dog. The NFL atmosphere is totally changed. That's why I don't go to games. Uh, I was invited to a, sit in a suite, so I obviously went and had free fucking lobster Thermidor. But, you know, I, I was just like, dog, it was a fucking soft environment, and... And, and and everything that has to do with the Raiders right now is soft, and I, I just think Derek Carr is the main main ingredient. Uh, okay,
2: so okay, so if that's the way it is, and they're playing the Broncos this week, then is the coaching the problem in Denver or Russell? Both. Both. So is the coaching the problem in Vegas or Carr and
1: McDaniel's? Well, this is my thing, though. If you if, if we're gonna if we're gonna compare these two things. I'm going to tell you right now who I picked a, a guy that had a chance to win him, like an MVP. So I'm sitting over here eating crow. It goes back to Russell Wilson. You paid him $230 million. Russell, Russell Wilson is the equivalent to Derek Carr in, in Denver and in the Raiders. And Russell Wilson should be subject A. And we already know when you got a bad subject A, if subject B, the coach, is also inept, now you have just a fucking cluster fucking shit show, right? So
2: so, so after, when we get done today, I'm going to go over to the lab and the All-22s up. And I'm going to wa- really watch this. And I've watched the the Bronco game about three times. I watched the Raider game twice because they play each other this weekend. Um, ca- cars trying real hard to fit things in and get Devontae motivated and everything, blah, 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 blah. And I I think that the Raiders could turn it around, maybe. Their defense is pretty shitty. The Broncos, on the other hand, they have the number one scoring defense in football, the number one passing defense in football. They're like third against the run. Their defense is fucking unbelievably good. It's head and shoulders better than everybody's defense in, in the NFL when you look at just the analytic approach to it. Um They've, they've lost all their pass rushers. They just keep reloading. They went and traded for Jacob Martin, who's from Denver, a guy that I've worked with a ton. He went out and had two sacks. They're going to get back Gregory. They're going to get back Browning. They're not going anywhere on defense. They've always been good. They're going to continue to be. The Russell Wilson experiment is the biggest fleecing and the biggest disaster I've ever seen up to this point in the NFL, ever. I mean, not only is he look inept, net. Like and I've I've watched every I've been covering this. Team wait 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 wait
1: wait wait. Hold on, dog. What? I got I got a fifteen yard penalty on who? Over Deshaun Watson. Well, Deshaun Watson's not playing.
2: Russell Wilson right now is the biggest fucking disaster Hold in on. the history of Broncos football, bro. This Over
1: Kyler Murray. It's
2: not even close, bro. It's not even close. Russell Wilson is a two-time Super Bowl participant, one-time winner. He's had nothing but winning seasons. He threw 40 touchdowns passes two years ago. They traded for him. They gave up a boatload of capital, picks. They paid him $250 million. He has a $100 million fucking cap hit next year. And they brought him in, and They're they're in rebuild mode now. Russell Wilson is the biggest bust in the history of free agency, bro. If if he doesn't turn this around, it cripples the Broncos franchise for 10 years. Nobody's going to want to come to play here. Nobody's going to want to come to coach here. They can't put up with the prima donna bullshit that he does. I don't really think he's that much of a leader. I think it's all fabricated. Then the players don't really look at him like, wow, that's that's Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, fucking... You know, leader, that's that's a gimmick over there that's fucking wearing headphones and sunglasses and is always isolating himself. And to be honest with you, Hackett is enamored with this cat. Hackett's like, oh, I love Sierra. She's my favorite pop star. And Russell's my favorite quarterback. Can I get an autograph, Russ? And like, he's sitting there asking Russ, what do you want to do this weekend, Russ? And Russ is like, 500 balls, Hackett. And he's like, fuck it. We'll just run verticals the whole game. The, I'm telling you, go back and watch this game. He misses at least 15 wide-ass open fucking throws that are just checkdowns. Take eight yards, let your receiver make a play and move on to the next play and it affect the defense so they have to adjust. I'm just, the the disappointment of both of these teams, the disappointment for the Raiders, yeah, it's disappointing. It's really disappointing. The disappointment for the Broncos, Dog, even, say, you said it yourself, you had him in the AFC title game. So the disappointment in Denver right now with Russell Wilson and what he's brought here and this is supposed to be the turn in the corner after six years of inept quarterback play, it's not acceptable. And it's both the quarterback and the fucking coach. But I don't know if you, you can't get rid of Russell Wilson. He has a $100 million cap. You better figure this out. But Hackett, Hackett's got to go. If this guy's the head coach next year, dog, I'm not watching a fucking snip of football. It is a
1: joke. Hey, I gotta be honest though, it ain't close to the worst of all time. There's, there's, oh god, there's nothing, bro. It's so bad. You got a
2: guy, Matt. Let's be real. Who's who's worse than Russell Wilson right now in the NFL? Huh? Who is? They have the 32nd ranked passing offense. They score 14 points a game. He can't complete a fucking checkdown. He doesn't know how to read pass protection. Like it's fun. he's a 12-year vet, bro. That's before this point. year, is Russell Wilson a Hall of Famer before this year? Yes. Okay, is he still a Hall of Famer right now?
1: Yeah. He's all right. Dude, he, bro, well, he's I,
2: he's hurting himself well, so bad right now.
1: So look, you just said it was Josh McDaniels fault in Oakland. You're saying that it's hack- you're saying it's Russell Wilson's fault here. But No, no, no that's not what I said. That's I I, not know, what I, said. I know I said I'm it was both a point. of them. I'm just making a point. I know what you're saying. You're saying it's both of these guys. They're fucking, they're terrible. It's like oil and water. I get it. The blind leading the blind. Yeah, but if this is the thing, though, you got a guy that's been to two Super Bowls, should have won two, won one, and was a Hall of Famer coming in. We're all about what have we done for me now lately so fucking much that we have, like, lost, that this guy hasn't had too many bad fucking moments in his 10-year career. No, timeout, timeout. He did all that in Seattle. Last Bro, year in Seattle, he won it out. I'm not. I don't give a shit. He's not in Seattle in anymore. Seattle
2: has his whole fucking resume. And I'm I'm gonna fucking just say this right now. And all the Seahawks fucking lovers out there, you can eat this. <clears throat> hey Russell, you're not in Seattle anymore, dog. You're not the best player in this franchise history, homie. Guys like Elway and Manning play quarterback here, so we're used to seeing something that you're not providing. We're not used to this, you know, self-serving. Fucking, it's all about me, you know, the, the, the Denver Wilsons. Nah, we had L.A. and Manning, dog. So he needs to live to the standard that he says he wants to set. And if he was that good in Seattle, and he is this bad in Denver, and if you haven't watched, I'm not saying you, but everybody listening, if you haven't watched the Broncos this year, and I don't know how you can miss this atrocity, it is, it is monumentally bad. And it, it's not just like, oh, well, he'll figure it out. It looks like Russell forgot how to play football, bro. And right now, if this is the Russell Wilson that's going to be in Denver for two or three or four years or however long, bro, he, he'll be benched middle of the year next year, and they'll just be playing somebody else because he can't fucking play
1: anymore. Hey, and look, Hackett can't I be don't the want, coach. I know to I spent too much time on this debate, but I, I would say – Tyler Murray's signing is way worse because this guy's way younger. You've really fucked the Arizona Cardinals organization. You've really fucked Cleveland Browns organization by signing Deshaun Watson to what they did. Cause that organization is fucking far off worse than any other one in the in the league if this thing goes south and he don't even fucking play.
2: Well, we don't know if it's gonna go south with Deshaun yet. He could come in and start tearing it up. But my point or, is, or it could be a disaster. I don't know. My but point I is, I've seen what's
1: if, let, I've let me see what, what Russell's say, doing this year. Russell Wilson bounces back, and he's the guy from Seattle three years ago. Then uh, I'll be like, all "It's forgotten. about another is fucking time. This is who you're supposed to be." But I'm just saying, is all forgotten in the in, now. I'm not saying between me and you, Matt. What I'm saying is these naysayers out here walking so around holding Walmart bags, grocery lines. They're gonna say. Oh, I knew this was the Russell I was waiting on. This is the guy. He just had a bad first year because of the coach and whoop-dee whoop-dee whoop. -whoop. So everybody will forgive him. That's my point. Russell Wilson can still redeem his career. Every every quarterback. Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson cannot.
2: That's horseshit. Come on. If Kyler Murray turns it around and Arizona figures this out and they hire somebody other than Cliff, he ain't turned. And he has a twelve win season. That everybody's going to talk about it being the MVP. If John Watson goes into Cleveland and fucking balls out, everybody's going to forget about him being a fucking sexual deviant. And they're going to be talking about him winning the MVP.
0: So if if
2: Carr turns us around and they ball the fuck out the rest of the year and they win every game, everybody's going to be like, oh, wow, look at how fucking good Carr is. So everybody has a short memory when you win. And when you underachieve and you suck and you're making 45 fucking million dollars and you've been sold to a fan base, and to a community that you're the savior and you come in here and all you're doing is making fucking commercials and underachieving and you've got the worst offense in football. That's just not acceptable, period. So, you know, it's just
1: a different ball at some
2: point get, the fucking yeah. player has to take some accountability.
1: Let me, let me ask you this, uh, Josh Allen, you know, I'm the one on record. Well, what do I know? I, 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 I guess I make the fucking controversial takes and everybody else wants It's true. They come out and ride my fucking dick about it, but they, they, it's funny how Matt people don't, don't come out and say, uh, they don't come out and say the things that are, that are fucking going to be scrutinized in the media until someone else breaks the news. And then people ride that wave. and, I'm on sense. record of saying I'm, I've called everybody out: Lamar Jackson, fucking Kyler Murray, fucking all these different guys that everybody thought was so great. Josh Allen, I said until Josh Allen can make a fucking meaningful play in a meaningful game, I'm not ready to anoint this alien-looking freakish motherfucker. Come on, I, dog. I get it, dog, homie. Can we dissect the different? Can we separate the difference between a guy hurdling guys? And fucking looking freakish and being a fucking freak with an 80 yard cannon of an arm. Can we separate that guy from a For fucking what? quarterback that can win a fucking meaningful game in the NFL? Can we please? Josh, Josh
2: guy? Allen hasn't won meaningful games.
1: What, what, what meaningful game has Josh Allen won?
2: Bro, before Josh Allen got to Buffalo, they haven't been in the playoffs in 20
1: fucking years. I, I didn't years say that. I asked you what meaningful game he's won.
2: Uh, Swing up his playoff record. A playoff game's meaningful, and they've been in the AFC title game or the divisional game every year. He no, you can't seen sit seen here and seen tell seen me the playoff seen game's not meaningful. the
1: meaningful game yet? All right,
2: so playoff games aren't meaningful. That's what you're telling
1: me. Winning playoff games, that, that doesn't mean shit. In the first round, any huh. motherfucking playoff game. This is meaningful. That having that motherfucker is the meaningful one. Bullshit. Let me ask you this, Matt. Let's winning listen. playoff games in the National
2: Football League is. Fucking hard and meaningful. All right, let's let's let's, let
1: let me let me twist it. Let me flip it. If Mahomes didn't win his Super Bowl, are we not saying the same thing? I'm not I don't agree with you. I
2: think Allen is special and I think he's a really good player.
1: I didn't say he wasn't special.
2: I didn't say he has one meaningful game. I didn't didn't say he wasn't freaking nature. Are we saying he hasn't won a Super Bowl yet or he hasn't won meaningful games?
1: Because well, he's saying, lost, saying he's lost that, Kansas City in the meaningful games that matter to go okay, to a Super Bowl. Okay, I get it, I get it. Oh. But at
2: the same time, the divisional playoff round, that's pretty fucking meaningful. And the wildcard playoff round, that's pretty goddamn meaningful. And winning fucking playoff games to put your team in position to go to the Super Bowl, that's pretty meaningful. He hasn't played corner. I mean, the, the, the last two, you go back and watch the last two fucking Kansas City-Buffalo playoff games and tell me those aren't two of the best three or
1: four or five quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm not saying he's not. I'm not saying he's not. But what I'm telling you is this. When the game gets in, all all last year in that game, he, he balled out, no doubt. And he's a, he's a Sean McDermott fucking full-on kick the fucking ball away play from probably being in the Super Bowl, right? I'm not going to put that loss on him. He did everything he was supposed to do. McDermott should have kicked the fucking football deep. So we can argue that. What I'm saying is the dude, when the game gets into crunch time, he is so gifted and so freakish that – the things that are required of him to play quarterback, to do the things that we praise Tom Brady about, we praise Aaron Rodgers about, we praise all these guys about won Super Bowls about, is being able to make the throw when it matters late in the game to win the football game. So far this year, he's felt at three of those because his feet, his platform, or something he's done decision-wise was wrong and really, honestly, mind-boggling to a guy that is so gifted to do some of the things he's did late in games this year, seven interceptions in meaningful fucking situations this season alone. And until I see that guy can get over that hump and make those throws and get his feet in position to make a throw and not skip a ball into the dirt on fourth down in the end zone and not throw a pick to the guy free safety when the dig is right in front of him wide open. I have to say pump our fucking brakes because he hasn't won the game yet. And until I see him win those games in crunch time, I'm not going to anoint him. Matt, I'm, I'm don't get me twisted. I'm not saying he's fucking Derek Carr. I'm not saying he's this guy. I understand what he is. What I'm saying is let's pump our brakes on all these guys being anointed the greatest fucking thing since sliced bread when he really hasn't done shit yet. <laughs> uh,
2: okay. I'm not going to anoint him and say that he... Is he in my top 10? No. There's maybe one active quarterback that's in my top 10 ever. Or two. Tom and Pat. Um, Not Aaron uh, oh, Rodgers? Oh, sorry. My bad. Three. Oh, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, fuck. Um, that. I apologize. Um, and there's probably more. I don't know. I don't have the fucking list in front of me. I'm saying... When you look at at the NFL, the National Football League, you can't win without special players at the quarterback position. Everybody's going to struggle at some point. Uh, being on both sides of the ball for as long as I was, there's tendencies and there's you know there's adjustments to be made. And just like Minnesota adjusted to Josh Allen on Sunday, he's going to have to adjust to the mistakes he made because they adjusted. If that makes sense, you know. It, yes. Josh Allen's going to win you a bunch of football games and put you in competitive environments where you can go to the Super Bowl, maybe. But at the same time, he's also got some far of an way in him where he's going to, just like that throw against Minnesota the other day at the end of the game, he could have taken the check down underneath. He could have ran. I was sitting here yelling at him to run. That said, he tried to fit it in a small window because he trusts his arm, even with a fucking partially torn UCL. So... I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and say that the anointment for all these guys is a good thing. But the National Football League and the media, it's their job to talk about competitive greatness. And I'm not going to sit here and act like just because it's a new school era player that they're not great. And they don't have the potential to be. I truly believe this. And I know you don't like this. But I think that even Kyler Murray has the potential to be a great player if he can figure it out. Lamar Jackson has the potential to be an unbelievably great, you know, fucking player that can take the league to a whole nother stratosphere at the quarterback position if he can figure it out. Allen, Mahomes, Burrow, the the, the list goes on. Wilson in New York's been playing a fucking lot better. Tua and everything he's doing in Miami to act like there's not this young crop of badass signal callers in the NFL is ridiculous. These fucking kids can play. So, I don't have a problem with them being anointed. Uh it it's, it 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 sparks this conversation. It, the the best part about it in my opinion coach is for example, I'll be down at 60 Academy, right? And I'll be talking with this generation and you know, 18 to 25, 18 to 28, whatever. And, you know, guys that play and they're in the they're in the NFL or they're in college or they're going to college to play because that's all we do down at 6-0. And to hear them talk about, you know, their favorite players and who they love and why and to hear – and then my rebuttal to Elway and Manning and Brady's still fucking doing it at 45 and shit. And, and you know, it's, it's the beauty of this conversation. The, the quarterback conversation and, like, who's great and who's not – is almost as good, in my opinion, as the, like, top basketball player ever conversation with Jordan and Kobe and LeBron and all these guys. It's just, it's a conversation where, number one, it gets heated. And I love that. I love that about our this show that we do. Like, the fucking idiot in the chat room that thinks that we're mad at each other again because we're yelling at each other about quarterbacks. No, this is what we do. This is fucking, this is brothers talking. So, you know, it's... I love the fact that there's so many good players that we can have this conversation because to be completely honest with you, I think quarterback is like pretty much the hardest fucking job in the history of jobs. Like that motherfucking job is so hard to do well. And the guys who, the guys who, I I understand your frustration with the guys who are really, really talented, but refuse to put in the work to be great. I get that. That's why I can't but, use the word great. But I don't I think there's it. as many of those guys as you think. I think I we're lumping them. we're lumping Allen and Mahomes and Lamar Jackson in the same class as Murray. And I, I, yes, I think Kyler Murray's a turd. But I can't just lump the other guys in with him because they're in the same class.
0: No,
1: I don't. I don't care about draft class. I'm talking about class. No, I'm, I'm like era. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm just talking. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm putting them in the class as. The guys that just – now, I'm not putting them all like – there's differences in this class. There's levels within the class. And I'm going to be honest, uh you said great players. It stuck out to me. I, I agree. We do have great players, but we don't have great fucking quarterbacks. And there's a fucking huge difference. I'm going to tell you straight up, As a quarterback so, guy, there's a fucking huge difference between a great player and a great fucking quarterback. So, if
2: Buffalo wins one this year, will you – Say, is Mahomes great is in your opinion? I'm going to say it again. Is Mahomes great?
1: He's a great talent. What? He's a great is talent. So, Patrick Mahomes, he isn't great? No, not, not yet, no. What he's does this
2: guy need to do to prove his greatness?
1: He's a great talent. Play oh, longer. He just not, has he not Play done it longer, long enough Why are we so fucking fascinated by a dude after four years that he's so mm-hmm. great? Time out,
2: time out, time out. Is this, the only, is this the only position you feel like that about? Fuck yeah, you're the go to the hero. You make $250 million, homie. From a longevity standpoint, coach. Fucking the it. O- So, so is, was Tony Baselli great? Because he only did it great for five or six years. Fuck yeah, he was. Was Terrell Davis great? Fuck yeah. So, if Mahomes has a season-ending injury that takes him off the map and he can never play again, he's not great? No. I mean, come on, dog. There's no fucking way you believe that.
1: I do, dog. This position, you just said it.
2: Mahomes has revolutionized the quarterback position, coach. Who did? Patrick Mahomes is revolutionizing the quarterback position, coach, is what I said.
1: Yeah, that's how I feel when you say he's not great. I want to bury my head in the sand. I think we had a guy named Randall fucking Cunningham do that many, many moons ago. Randall and Cunningham a was a great Michael. player. Yes, but he I ain't back in my home. Many moons after that. He let's let's get homes. ahead and fucking say. I watched Randall you know, Cunningham go 15 and one with Chris game. Carter and Randy he muscle revolutionizing muscle. the fucking game. He's throwing a fucking football with his left hand sidearm. And everybody thinks this motherfucker motherfucker lost to a 45 year old twice. Let's pump our brakes. That 45-year-old bread. He also is in an offense predicated slowly around him to throw you know 50 times a game. That's so, like- there, so Andy Reid's smart? So let me ask you this, Matt. Everybody talks shit about Michael Jordan when he shot the fucking basketball 40 times a fo- a basketball game, and that's and why. they were wrong. he shot the ball 50 times a game, I could score 50 points too. No, you can't. No, you so- can't. Don't talk about that bullshit. So, well, Patrick Mahomes told us the fucking football fifty times a game. He better be great. That's my argument. Melvin's no, bullshit. I don't agree that's, with all that bullshit. That's not time. why
2: I think he's he's great because of what he, his competitive greatness, his ability to get can again, Kansas City for fifty fucking years couldn't win playoff games and can't get to the Super Bowl. And they've hosted the NC Town game four years in a fucking row. And he's been to two. So that it's uh, man, I mean, what else does what else do guys need to fucking do? Like, does everyone have to have a Tom Brady resume in order to be great? No. Is Aaron Rodgers great? Yes.
1: So Mahomes, well, what what's the difference? Aaron's done it for
2: Whoa, ten more let's, years.
1: Let's, let's let's. This is my thing, Matt. Aaron Rodgers has done everything. In this the fucking
2: regular season, he has that's for damn sure.
1: Well, he has a ball, same as Pat. He has a championship. All right, so how many
2: how many NFC title games has that guy lost? How many fucking times have have as Aaron Rodgers had the world in front of him in the playoffs and shit all over himself?
1: Let me let me let me break this down real quick. I love I love, he, he's, he's I love how he's an awful People get her when I tell him some truths. And Gorian, Gorian, Gorian's mad at me right now because I told him the truth that he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about when it comes to coaching. And now he's mad at me and he, exactly. and he unsubscribed on Patreon. And now he's coming in here saying I take double takes. Dog, I, I love when I hurt people's feelings. Don't take it personal, Gorian. You got, you you got somebody else in the chat room mad. Homie, don't fuck with me in my fucking profession. Jeff Saturday's not the hire either. So shut uh, they, the fuck up. And please mad at you? subscribe from my shit, homie. I don't give a fuck if you subscribe to me, but are don't be mad? mad and be the next troll hater bitch that I have to deal with because I told you the truth. Who so is this dude? So fucking me with all your bullshit, homie. I've been Who's nice to your motherfucking ass. So let me tell you something. Who are you talking about? Fucking fucking chat. That's mad that I told him. No. That he don't know what he's talking about. So yeah, I don't. Say, I don't ever see the chat. So no, let, I just let me, love let me ask you I love something. watching. you man. gonna be honest with you, real fast. So. Aaron Rodgers has been in the fucking NFL damn near 15 years. He waited his turn. He got after Brett Favre. He came in and did his thing. Mm-hmm. And now he has basically done everything. He's hit the mar- He's hit the ceiling in everything we can talk about. If he wins one more Super Bowl, the only debate we can say about Aaron Rodgers is, is, is he on your five greatest list? Which he probably will not be, even though he's the number one ball spinner of all time he's probably not on my Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks because he did not win enough. Now that's the only thing we can say, but you cannot say his body of work has not longevity equaled more success than Patrick Mahomes. Now what I'm telling you is if Patrick Mahomes continues at this rate and plays another 10 years, like he will knock on wood that he doesn't get hurt. Then we can have this debate But the problem that pisses me off with these fucks is we are anointing Patrick Mahomes after four years, and he's lost two of his most meaningful games. So a 45-year-old that we're comparing to as the GOAT. So, like, let's pump our brakes and see this guy work and continue to show to me that he can be this guy. I don't don't
2: need to pump my brakes. If you want to compare Rodgers and Mahomes right now, Rodgers has more MVPs. Because he's been in the league longer. That's, That's the my point.
0: That's they've my point. got.
2: They both been to the same amount of Super Bowls, uh, and won one. And I, all I'm saying is, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that Aaron Rodgers is great because he's played fucking longer. That that the the length of time that you play, retrospectively, you can't play for two years. So you can't just have like two good seasons. But if you're four, five, six, seven years in. And I, I heard this a long time ago. If you can't write the history of the NFL, if you can leave this guy out, then I'll, I'll agree with you. But I, how the fuck are you going to leave Patrick Mahomes out of the history of the NFL? To act like he, he shouldn't be anointed at this point, what else do you need to see from the guy to almost guarantee that he's not going to fall off a cliff and be shitty? Like, do you actually think he's going to get worse?
1: You know as well as I know, Matt, if this cat doesn't finish his career with more Super Bowls, at least one more. Dog, he's going to be forgotten when it's all said and done. Just so because... Aaron Rodgers should be, be forgotten. Is Brett going to be forgotten? Just because he throws sidearm crossing routes fucking uh, left-handed? That's not, that's not the fucking look. the
2: The highlights, the highlights is what enamors the fucking masses out here. But you know goddamn well that when you watch the All-22 and evaluate what he's doing, he's doing things at the line of scrimmage that Tom and Peyton do. do. He walks up and identifies. He knows what he's talking about. I look. I I just I completely and unequivocally disagree that he's not great. He is a fucking animal, and I think I, he's listen, one of the top five players in this listen, position ever. I,
1: I I do not. I'm not saying he's not a freak of nature. Just like Josh Allen. What I'm saying is, I want to see a more longevity. I want to see a more body of work. I want to see him win another Super Bowl too. And I want to be sure that this guy is who we, we think he is. So Aaron, Aaron doesn't need to win another Super Bowl, but Pat does. Aaron Rodgers does. I just said it. I, he does, in my opinion. He will not be on my top five Mount Rushmore. Like, I, I, I've been on this show, Matt, and I've said this, and people—there's four, people, four dudes on Rushmore. People look on. People look on this thing to me like I say, Matt. I say, Matt Stafford. If he won a Super Bowl this year with the Rams in his second year. After being in De- in Detroit for ten years, yep. I would say that I would put Matthew Stafford ahead of fucking Aaron Rodgers, or at least have an argument with Matt McChesney on this show about it, dude. Let me let me break. Hold on, get though. the Why? fuck out
2: of here! You're gonna put Stafford in front of
1: Rodgers? You, you know, I, I I get these close-minded arguments because
2: even, even if he does win another Super Bowl, there's no fucking way. Why not? Why not? Be- because. I didn't see fucking him do anything in Detroit for twelve years, other than throw the ball. What? They made the playoffs two times.
1: Dog, he's in Detroit. I thought, I thought you had to win. I thought you couldn't just
2: put up stats.
1: That's why he wasn't on nothing until he came to the Rams year one and wins a so, Super Bowl.
2: So timeout, timeout. So so Stafford gets a pass for not taking no, Detroit. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You don't hold on. You don't get a pass. Stafford, Stafford is is great on a terrible team that he couldn't take out of the dumps. But Mahomes goes to Kansas city and they haven't won shit in 50 years. And now they're a perennial fucking Super Bowl team. Buffalo hasn't won shit since Jim Kelly left and Allen's there. And now they're the fucking in the playoffs constantly. And he's turned that team into a fucking powerhouse. The dolphins look really fucking good with Tua, and look like they're on the right path. Like Lamar's walked into Baltimore and done nothing to, but win. Like Stafford, Sucked. I mean, he could throw over 5,000 yards all you want. You had Megatron and couldn't win a fucking playoff game. Like I- I'm sorry, bro, but he had to go to the one of the most loaded teams I've ever seen in the history of football to win a ring. And I'm not gonna sit here and act like these these other guys that you're saying aren't aren't on the same level as Stafford, because I'm sure you take Stafford over Allen and Mahomes and all these other guys. If you're gonna say that those guys brought teams from four and twelve, three and thirteen, and you know Kansas City was okay when Mahomes got there, but he had to sit behind Smith. I mean, some of these guys elevate their squads, and those squads now take off. That's the that's what greatness is. Stafford never fucking took Detroit anywhere.
1: I can't wait. I, we can talk. I could. i ever? I, I, I can't fucking keep going about this one right here so long, but listen, I mean, I gotta ask you something <laughs> about Josh Allen though. Uh, as a, as a, I can't wait. We're going to talk about this again tomorrow. Fuck that. Hey, uh, who who do you have on after this? What's his name? Chase Sr.
2: Yeah. So Chase actually reached out to me earlier. I, I want to stay on for a good five minutes when he jumps on. So he was talking to me about Trent Williams and like this post that blew up with this fucking idiot who thinks that because Trent Williams left leg is back when there's no tight end fucking like scissor alignment behind him, that it's an indicator like that.
1: Hey, let me ask you this though, before real quick, before Chase is in here, I'm gonna bring him in right now, and you guys can talk about that. I, I gotta ask you this though, and I can't wait to talk. I can't wait to fucking rip your ass tomorrow about Matthew Stafford and break. Oh uh, no, card. we're
2: continuing this conversation.
1: So, let me ask you this: <clears throat> Josh Allen, management said don't play. Josh Allen said, "Fuck you, I'm gonna play." Now that's scenario one. Okay, we don't know the scenario. That's scenario one. Scenario two is, hey, do you feel okay to play? Yes, I'll, I'll go. Okay, cool. Scenario two. Now, either way, it is bad business. The bottom line is, you lost and you played. So I gotta be honest with you. I, I'm just saying, I, me and you both love it. If Josh Allen came to me and said, Coach, I can go, and I'm like, all right, cool. This is oh, gonna be. I want you to play. I don't want Case Kism. No doubt. But my thing is this: You're gonna lose if you go, if you know you're gonna lose either way. I'm gonna sit your ass and get healthy. Well,
2: I, now hold on. They didn't they didn't lose thirty three to ten. They lost thirty three to thirty in overtime, and they were up by seventeen. So with Josh Allen, though, yeah, well, he dropped the fucking ball in the end zone on a quarterback sneak on on a bad fucking transition to center. And the yes, okay, but that it's not because he was hurt. His numbers were
1: outstanding. We don't know that. Hey, man! I'm gonna tell you right now. There's zero chance you they're you about, in that I'm game. if bringing chase, chase, chase in here. I gotta tell you, as a quarterback, if my arm is full go and my body and mind are all together as one, I'm gonna sling that fucking ball in the middle of the field because I know my arm is the greatest talent in the NFL and I could get the ball in there. If my fucking all the nerve said no go and that ball died out on me and got picked off, that is a fucking indicator you're injured. Cause he makes that throw, Matt, in week four. I,
2: I thought, I thought that play by the corner was. I thought, I thought Peterson fucking baited him into the throw and made a play. I, I, I don't, I can't say I disagree with you. If you're hurt, you shouldn't be playing. But at the same time, I really have a ton of respect for my quarterback that'll go out and fucking sacrifice like that. So me too,
1: me too. But if if, Kay, if
2: if I walk out and Case Kism is our fucking, and I know his name's Case Keenum. Fuck off! If Case Kism is the quarterback, we're fucked. We're not beating Minnesota. The game's over. Matt,
1: let me ask you: Do I want to just guarantee? Okay, fuck it. We'll play Minnesota hard. I'll get Keenum some reps. We're gonna. We already know what's happening. No. And save my fucking franchise from for the long run, or do you want? No, me to I
2: want to. The- if my is- franchise quarterback comes up to me and says I'm playing,
1: he's playing. Chase. What up, Jay? What's up, man? Listen, Matt's hanging around because he had a – I know you guys talked about some some stuff. Uh, me and Matt are just going at it all fucking morning, man. We oh, got a great show, dog. This shit
2: has been awesome.
1: Fucking Love Matthew it. Stafford is much better than fucking Aaron Rodgers, by the way, in the long run. But anyway, oh, let's – uh, That's uh, ridiculous. Man. That's crazy. Let's you
2: are out, out of, out of your fucking six mind six right if you believe this. Unless you guys have a conversation. There's no – Okay. All right. Look, <laughs> that, that's for tomorrow, okay? So – Wow. You son of a bitch. So Chase, explain to everybody what you sent me on Twitter.
0: Yeah, so there's a (coughs) clip going around and still images going around about Trent Williams tipping what the offense is going to run because he has a different stance in his pass set as compared to his run set. Now this is taken off on social media, and a lot of former players are saying it's no big deal. But in every single play in that game, When it was a pass, he had one stance. When it was a run play, he had another stance. So the thought is that it's a very baseball type of similarity and comparison here. When pitchers change up their mechanics when they're going to throw a fastball or an off-speed pitch, then hitters are able to sit back and anticipate what's coming, 95-mile-per-hour fastball or some 75-mile-per-hour off-speed. Bryce Harper just tipped this off against the Houston Astros in Game 3 of the World Series. I think it's different – with football and that's what I asked you about and I've reached out to other offensive linemen both in the SEC and on the 49ers and I'm waiting to hear their responses but from a former offensive lineman who played in the NFL if Trent Williams has a different set for a pass and a run is that indeed tipping off the defense or is there just so much to think about pre-snap guys don't even have an opportunity to do that and then the other the other thought was that it it hurts his offensive lineman teammates. I don't, I don't think it's a huge deal, though.
2: All right. So, first of all, everybody, and I mean fucking every player, has a different stance on third down than first and second down. So, my my unless I'm the center. If I'm the right guard, left guard, right tackle, left tackle, my hand's on the ground at first down, and one thing nobody's really talking about is the alignment of the scissor player behind him. If you can see the tight ends right behind him on that first down player, whatever it was, so that's most likely a run. the 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 tight end is going to flash backside. And he's going to reach block the five technique, or you know they're going to combo Trey up on third down when he puts his his foot back, his hands off the ground, obviously. And it's yeah. it's they already know it's a passing down. Like anything, second and seven, passing down. Third and four, passing down. Like a lot of first down calls are passing downs these days. This is. In my opinion, this is a overreach of a you know some some guy in his mother's basement with Cheeto residue all over his fingers banging away on a fucking computer like over analyzing some shit on literally the best left tackle that I've seen play since Walter Jones. Wow. So this 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 like conundrum that they're putting themselves in, saying that Trent Williams is somehow hurting his teammates. Last year in the playoffs when they put another tackle in and they lined Trent Williams up at tight end and they ran scissor backside and annihilated the the linebacker. You think that was was a fucking giveaway that they were running the ball maybe? Uh Uh-huh. How'd it go for Green Bay? Bad. So, in my opinion, I don't give a shit if you know what we're doing. And neither does Trent. I don't care if you know what we're doing.
1: We're going to fucking do it better than you and beat you. And... I, hey, Matt, Matt that, what people are talking about, though, please explain to them, like, I could be in a pass set, and also we run draw. Oh, yeah, that's it's the thing. Like, I,
2: I can I can be in a pass set and up, and then we run draw or trap. I don't have to have my hand on the ground to run the fucking ball. So, look, this is, I guess this is the beauty and the curse of everyone having a fucking portal in their pocket, and they can post whatever they want. And people are like, oh, yeah, it's a giveaway. And other people are like, it doesn't mean shit. I'm sure it's somewhere in the middle. Um, but as a player, is there ever a fucking time when I didn't just read the formation and like the normal standard things of football to, to tell me where the play is going? No. I don't go up and I'm like, oh, his his left finger is closer to the ground than his, you know, his middle finger's closer to the ground than his pinky. Well, that's because his middle finger's longer. Or like the old, uh, the old like, the white of his knuckles. If his knuckles are white, he's coming after you. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. So, I I, I'll, I'll, I think that there's, there may be something here. Like, if he wants to go chart every Trent Williams play and his left leg's back and it's a pass, well, how many of those plays are third and five-plus? Of course, it's a fucking pass.
0: Yeah. couple things that you hit on, too, that I just want to talk about real quick. Like, when it's a pass set you can be upright if it's a run play then your hand's going to be on the ground so of course it, d- your stance it completely is be different.
2: depends on the on the, the situation Damn. of course Damn. and
0: then if you look at a guy like lane johnson matt he he kind of specialized with that kick out so if it's going to be a pass play on a third and medium third and long like he's going to kick out to get ahead of the opposing defensive lineman if it's a run play of course the stance is going to be different because he has to have a different Power base, right well, to no, get upfield no, no,
2: I think the base. I can look as an offensive lineman. I can go. I can run block you to death out of my standing pass set just as well as I can with my hand on the ground. Okay, it's the formation. So if okay. if if Trent Williams is in a twelve personnel look and they've got twelve personnel tight end heavy left, and it's Trent Kittle and then the other backer right behind him, he can't be in a stand up fucking. Elongated pass rush stance. They're probably tray blocking somebody, which is tackle tight end block on a double team, wherever the linebackers at who we're climbing to. Right? We could be trained quick out. We could be trained back heavy. We could be scissor trained where the the heavy tight end flashes all the way back and we gang call everything. So I think a lot of it has to do with the formation you're in and the scheme behind it, rather than just than just the you know the situation that the individual player is in. A lot of this, too, the Eagles slide away from Lane Johnson, the right tackle, constantly, because they know how good he is. So he has has an over-exaggerated, elongated stance, knowing that all he has to do is block the guy out here, the defensive end. Trent Williams on the other side, San Francisco does the same thing. They slide away from Trent a lot. They know he's elite. They know that McGlinchey needs the help. So they slide away from him all the time, which allows him to have more of an elongated stance because he's playing against the best pass rusher out there all the time. The other four offensive linemen are looking for the, the plus one and having to play off games. Usually, those isolated tackles in situations like this are blocking one on ones with four turn slides away from him. So it's like the, the fact that the dude brought it up allows people to talk about it. But. I'll be real honest when I say this. I'm not saying that you have to go play the position to know what you're talking about. There's a lot of people that are educated. But from an experience standpoint. Fuck that. From an experience standpoint, if you didn't do it, it's going to be really hard for me, especially on the line. It's going to be really hard for me to take anything you say seriously if, if this guy's trying to sit there and break down, like, the fucking load points on his feet and his hand placement and shit. And I'm like, dog, come on. But you're getting real technical with shit you don't know what you're talking about. And I, I went back and, like, read the text string on this. And the guy that, that posted it, I don't know who he is, but <laughs> he agrees with everybody. If you disagree with him, he agrees with you. And if you agree with him, he agrees with you. And that is, the, in my opinion, that's the kind of guy that I can't listen to because his opinion doesn't mean shit because he doesn't have one. Mm-hmm. Gotcha.
0: That's good insight right there. That's why I come to the show.
1: Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Hey, so hey, coach. Matt, now get the fuck out of here. Yeah, fuck all fucking you. Fucking <laughs> fucking <laughs> all fuck your show. And, uh, and, and by the way, Matt, uh, real quick, uh, we didn't talk about it. Unfortunate mishaps in the university of Virginia. Uh, oh, that, bro, that was just a whole nother ball game, man. We'll get into that tomorrow as well. Uh, so I appreciate you coming in, brother. I ain't seen you in a minute. I appreciate you hanging in there and I'll see you tomorrow.
2: Yeah. You guys have a great show. And, uh, JB, that
1: was some good shit, dog. I hate you. According Fuck to the you chat. Too. Yeah. Later. Later. Uh, Chase, um, Jalen hurts on his last game struggles. Uh, and uh, let me ask you this: I what do I know? I think I said Taylor Heineke's the guy, and I think he said I said on this show he's gonna win four or five games in a row. He probably is a fucking Minnesota field goal away from winning five, being five and zero. What uh, what do you think about this um, Taylor Heineke decision and 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 overpaid quarterbacks versus undervalued quarterbacks? I would take the undervalued ones right now, spread across the league. That's what me and Matt were kind of arguing about. Uh, I think there's more undervalued quarterbacks right now that are not getting this big bag that you can win with. And I would take those guys over the overpaid guys that are diminishing and deplenishing these rosters right now, because you're seeing the Arizona Cardinals, the Raiders, all these teams that have these big paid quarterbacks, Cleveland, that are losing because their roster is deficient in a lot of places where you can get a guy like Taylor Heineke and load the roster around him, and you could probably win a lot of games. Cooper Rush is another one. I, told, I don't know what I said, but I think I said I'd take Cooper Rush all day right now and I think it's starting to show
0: proof. Um, you happy with Jalen Hurts? I'm happy with Jalen Hurts, and let's just go through what you said, right? That's why it's so important to hit on a rookie quarterback, because if you have him on that rookie deal, that's why the Cowboys were so good with Dak Prescott. That's why the Eagles were so good around Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. That's why the Cincinnati Bengals have been able to stockpile that offensive line And they have one of the best defenses in the NFL around Joe Burrow because he's on that rookie contract. The same could have been said for Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson right now. When you get into the territory of paying a quarterback $50 million, that's when you just got your roster. And that's what you're seeing right now with the Dallas Cowboys. Now that Dak is getting paid a lot of money. CeeDee Lamb going into the year with Michael Gallup injured was the only wide receiver on that roster who had caught a touchdown pass in an NFL game. That's crazy. Ezekiel Elliott's getting paid a lot of money, so that doesn't help either. But the point here being, you do gut your roster. And as you said, you are talent deficient when you have to pay a quarterback like Kyler Murray all that money. Who would I rather have right now? Jalen Hurts on his rookie deal or Kyler Murray? I'd rather have Jalen Hurts. Who would I rather have, Joe Burrow or Kyler Murray? Not even a conversation, not even a debate. It's Joe Burrow. Now, with the Philadelphia Eagles, I actually don't think that Jalen Hurts played poorly the other night. I actually think he was one of the only players who played well. He threw an interception, yes, but the ball hit A.J. Brown in the hands. Oftentimes, he comes down with that 50-50 ball. He has so much this season, and I actually like when a quarterback takes a shot. He hit on a deep ball late to Quez Watkins. Perfect throw in stride. Quez got up after not being touched. Then he fumbled the football away. Dallas got her with the fumble as well after he got popped on that play that we disagreed on in terms of the face mask or whatever. Got a $50 Super Chat. Might have to do a shotgun here. Um, but... Uh, Uh, You know, the, the point here being, I think that Jalen Hurts actually played okay. I look for ball placement. I look for accuracy. You like to talk about touchdown to turnover ratio. And yes, Jalen Hurts has thrown 12 touchdowns to two picks this year. But let me also tell you that inside the red zone, he has combined for 25 touchdowns to just three or four turnovers this year, combined rushing and throwing. So that's like the other side of your argument. I like Jalen Hurts. You and I are in agreement that – He is not a quarterback who's going to scan the field, go through his progressions, and pick you apart like a Brady or a Peyton Manning audible at the line of scrimmage to confuse the defense. A lot of it is predetermined where he goes with the football, and I think that's a little bit of a concern for the Eagles as they progress forward and play opponents for the second time like Jimmy Johnson, the former Cowboys Super Bowl winning head coach had talked about, and what do you know? They play the Washington Commanders for a second time. They end up going down, but I think that game came down to being sloppy JV. These turnovers are something that boggles your mind as a coach. The Eagles were plus fifteen in turnover differential going into that game, so at some point the averages had to play out because that's just not sustainable. And when you lose the turnover battle in the NFL, you lose eighty percent of your games. That's a fact.
1: Let me ask you this though: not no, not so much rookie contract deals, but guys that Geno Smith, I take him all day over Kyler Murray. All day long, I take him right now. I take him over Carson Wentz. I take him over Baker Mayfield. I take him over probably, fuck, I could, I could take Jane, Geno Smith over a lot of guys right now in the NFL, and he's a veteran guy, a journeyman to, to keep it mild. He's a journeyman that's traveled around the league, and he looks like a rejuvenated fucking creature to this year. Um, but I'm taking a guy like that, build a roster around him, and say, you know what? I know what Geno can do. I also know what he can't. But goddamn, he's efficient. He's going to make the right decision. And I can load the roster around him and have an opportunity to win the NFC this year. Now, I don't think they're a loaded roster that yet. But what I'm saying is I think going forward, the Moving model. Moving the future. Exactly. Yeah, we can make this a model going forward. And I, I just... I just don't understand the, the anointing of giving these guys this money before they ever do anything like Kyler, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr. Like, these guys have not really done shit, and that's just what irks me right now. That's what me and Matt were kind of arguing about. But I got to ask you this, though. Jalen was 17 to 26, 175. Um, I just I, – me and Sean Salisbury broke this down yesterday. Dan Marino – had, I think, 26 football games where he had 20 completions. um, I mean, I'm sorry, 260 football games where he had 20 completions or more. And and, and 66 of those, 20 completions equaled 300-plus yards or more. He had 17 for 175. It's not only Jalen Hurts. It's a trend I see everywhere around football right now. Um, Completions just aren't adding up to chunk yardage, which it once used to do in a much harsher environment, meaning – Heavier rules uh, now compared to what we had. Uh, lighter rules across the middle for contact, for safeties and, and wideouts. Bump and run rules have totally changed. Quarterback rules we already know is a joke. So why do we think Jalen throwing for 175 yards is going to win the Eagles a Super Bowl? Uh, the poll question today, can Jalen win, Jalen win a Super Bowl this year? I'm saying unequivocally No.
0: Uh, what do you think? Um, real quick on Gino before the season, everybody would have said that what you said is crazy, but Russell Wilson is due more than 200 million, $200 million upcoming. He's going to be making around $50 million per year. And Geno Smith is probably going to sign for 20, 25 million. Who's the better team and who's been playing as a better quarterback this year. It's Geno Smith. And yes, projecting into the future, JB, as you said, it allows you to build the roster. Now, I do think that you need an elite quarterback to compete and win a Super Bowl. But if you do have a good complimentary cast, you'll be in the mix. And shoot, the Eagles recently won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles at quarterback. So you can win. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl before. So that is a philosophy that I'm interested to see if it gets adopted by other teams out there. As for Heineke, I thought he was good last year. I do think that if he has to play 17 games, then some of his limitations will be seen. I think you can win, though, with a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, who's also limited. As for Jalen Hurts, I think the Eagles are still the best team in the NFC. Everybody wants to talk about the Minnesota Vikings, but the Eagles beat the Brakes off Minnesota in Week 2. And is Jalen Hurts a guy who's going to drop back and throw it between 30, 50 times for three consecutive playoff games to lead you to the playoffs? No, no but can he mix the run and pass and throw the ball 20 times, run at 10 for 270, yards, a couple of touchdowns, you play complimentary football, you win the turnover battle. The yak is that trend that you're discussing that is really popular around the NFL. A lot of quarterbacks are throwing it horizontally as compared to vertically, down the seams, down the numbers, taking the top off of the defense, like in your era and for Dan Marino. But a reason that that trend has increased of late is because when you have players like Tyree kill, when you have players like AJ Brown, when you have these special playmakers like Travis Kelsey, and you can hit them with that quick pass and allow them to pick up yards after the catch that right there is a dynamic weapon. And it's a very easy completion for a potentially big gain. Now, a lot of it is analytical based, and I think there has to be a mix there and I don't agree with going full analytics. I think that's just bad business, but that's why you've seen that trend and and obviously you know that too. no
1: nah, I do uh man i'm get, I'm getting over I, I wanna I don't me and Salisbury talk about this all the time i don't I, I just I, I do think that touchdown's and interception ratio has to be like fucking tenfold right now yeah I think he's at 14 and three or something right. Uh 14 and 4 or something on the season. 14 and 3. Um, I just don't know if that's the Super Bowl winning uh medicine. I just don't know. I don't think there's even a quarterback that's had this ratio even go to a Super Bowl, other than Steve McNair. Uh Steve McNair took that Tennessee Titan team to the Super Bowl and he did not have a huge touchdown to interception ratio. Um, but I, I'm just in in saying Foles, Foles in that game alone and, and, and leading up to that game, had chunk yards down the field. He was throwing dig routes, post routes, things that we don't even see anymore. Comeback corner. Accuracy, even
0: anymore. accuracy passes too, yeah.
1: Yeah, we don't see that no more, and we're not throwing it into the teeth of the defense anymore, and Jalen Hurts isn't being asked to do that, and I understand. And that is a huge credit to the coaching staff to understand what I have at quarterback. And I think we do, we we either do that well in the league or we do it badly in the league. And I think we're not doing those things in, in Vegas very well with the, what we have in car. I don't think we do that very well in Baltimore. I don't think we do that very well in Jacksonville, Houston, all these different places. Um, Arizona is obvious one. I I just got to be honest. Um, the Niners, I know we've all talked about them getting McCaffrey and all these things, and I know you you have a lot of insight on these guys, and I, I keep hearing this is a team to be scared about. This is a team to worry about. They're 5-4, and four, or whatever they are. Um, yeah, 5-4. and four. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm kind of over the whole hype thing. I'm watching them really, really close yesterday or the other day versus the char- Chargers up close and personal, and I... I'm not, I don't see it. I don't see an outside receiver that can go the fucking, that can go vertical. I don't see a quarterback that can go vertical either. I I don't see this team and the roster construction. I know everyone talks how great it is. Devo is a guy that has to be the hit and miss guy at the opportune time in a football game, either at back, on a reverse, getting the ball on a screen, getting the ball in the slot uncovered. He's not a route-running wide out that we can depend on and throw the football to him like a Devontae Adams all game. He's not that guy. He's a guy that you have to multifacetedly use and get him the football in many ways. And Jimmy G has a bunch of deficiencies we know. Um, I don't know about, man. I'm not really sold. I'm kind of over it. I, I just don't see them beating a team in a meaningful football game in the playoffs this year how their roster is currently constructed. And I just don't trust McCaffrey. And I understand he's a great get. Um, But I just don't see this roster uh, the way that it is comprised being a Super Bowl winning one. And I know everyone keeps anointing them every year. But what do they do? They fall short every year. And I just see this being another one of those years.
0: Yeah, so I'll disagree with you from the roster construction standpoint because I do think that when you get into January and February, the pace of the game changes, the rigors of the game changes, the physicality changes. And while the 49ers offense probably comes up a little bit short when we talk about these highlight, real-worthy, explosive offenses, their defense is really, really good. And I think it's one of the best in the NFL, if not the best, when everybody is healthy. So if you can rely on that defense in January to hold the opponent to 10 to 17 points, and then all you're asking for your offense to do is to play clean football, don't turn it over, and score 20, 23, 26 points, I do believe that's a winning formula because I do believe defenses are more paramount and important to a team's overall success come the playoffs. And they're very good because they have a defensive lineman that can wreck games. We've seen what's happened in the last two Super Bowls with really good passing quarterbacks. Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes, they struggled. Why? Opposing pass rushes had them underseas all throughout the day. And that's what the Niners have. Now, offensively, JB, this is pretty interesting. I agree that they've been pretty mediocre all year, but in three games since they traded for McCaffrey, they've averaged the six most points in the NFL. It's about 25, 26 points. What it comes down to for me, they have to find ways to convert field goals into touchdowns way too often this year. They've gotten inside the red area and they stalled out inside the 20. And I think that is a Kyle Shanahan play calling issue. It's him not, having trust in Jimmy G when the fuel gets condensed, Jimmy G all the time likes to work in between the hashes in between the numbers. And when you have to do that, when the field's condensed, the reads aren't there. And that's when he starts to get happy feet. But, hey, that's my yeah. point, man. Yeah. You got no outside threat. You got no quarterback that can throw outside and you're going to be condensed in the See, box. This-, this, is, this is what I don't understand in the red zone. When things do get condensed, that's when you have to lean on your tight end. George Kittle has one touchdown catch this year. He hasn't even been utilized inside the red zone. I and then for Lido,
1: as a coach, I'm gonna tell you why. i doubling fucking Kittle all game long because they don't have an outside guy. Yeah. So See, with Debo, possible. they don't have Debo's not an outside guy. He's yeah. not gonna beat uh the 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 six-three corner for Seattle that's a rookie out of Texas Stadium Kingsville because he's gonna hit pocket run your ass and he, you the ball is not going to be accurately thrown enough to get over that dude into the back corner. Like Debo's not the guy. Ayuk's not the guy. Uh, Who do they have that's outside that can
0: go win? Yeah, and look, that's why they've struggled to convert touchdowns inside the red zone. Also, when the field is condensed, it's more difficult to run the football, which is Kyle Shanahan's specialty. With Debo, you're totally right. He's more of a weapon as compared to a wide receiver. He has, I think, the most drops in the NFL this year. But since coming into the league in 2019, he also leads the NFL in yak, yards after the catch. So he's really good, but you can't do that inside the red zone. And that's why last year we saw Kyle Shanahan use him a lot as a running back, that wide back position, because that was a way to put the ball in his hands. I do think Ayuk's legit, but he's only like six foot tall. He's not six four. He's not a big body. He has developed into their number one wide receiver. Last five weeks, he has more than 80 receiving yards, but he has his shortcomings. Really good route runner, really good technician, but again, he kind of lacks the size to maybe catch that fade ball or that quick burst short area speed to maybe you know get out to the corner to have that one lofted to you. So you got Mike Evans in, 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 in Tampa, right? And then you had Gronk. Who are you going
1: to fucking double? Like, you can't double Gronk in the red zone, in the low red, because now I can throw a back shoulder fade to Mike Evans, who's 6'4", 5", and post you up. 49ers don't have that. They're very, very dependent on McCaffrey out the backfield running routes, comboed with Kittle, comboed with getting Debo some type of action play, not a real schematical play. And so, like – I don't know, man. It's just not I just haven't seen that type of team win Super Bowls um, very often. So I'm curious. Uh let me ask you this though. Um, were the Eagles exploited a bit, or was it just a team in Washington that's kind of on a roll and has a new quarterback that is just very, very high energy? Because I gotta I gotta ask you this. Right now, as we sit, Giants, Cowboys, Eagles, Washington can all be playoff teams, Chase. That yeah. is very very interesting, and that puts the Green Bay Packers in a very very peculiar situation. And with those games they have remaining, which I cl- includes Miami, Minnesota, uh, Detroit at the end of the year. They also got a Philly, um, and they got Tennessee this year or this week. I don't know if they. I don't see Green Bay winning five of those games unless they have to beat in some type of combination chase Minnesota and Philly both. Tennessee, Tennessee or and Philly both, and obviously win the Chicago and Detroit games. Um, I don't see it, man. And, and, and these four teams in the East have surprised everyone in football, I, I believe. Um, but were the Eagles a little bit exploited by Washington, um, or do you think it was just one of those games?
0: Yeah, I think a little bit. Their run defense has given up. 140 or more rushing yards in four consecutive games. It's the first time they've done that since 2006. They're one of the worst run defenses in recent NFL history. And I actually talked about this with you last week. I had said, look, you know, the Eagles are 15 in turnover differential. That's not going to continue, and it didn't on Monday night. Eagles coughed it up three times. You lose 80% of your games when you lose a turnover battle in the NFL. I also said if there's a formula to take an offense out of its rhythm that's one of the, that's been one of the best and most high-scoring offenses that's been potent and explosive all year, what do you have to do? Game control, clock control. And the Redskins or commanders were able to do that Uh, by running once again for 140 plus yards and they dominated time of possession. And when the offense doesn't have an opportunity to be on the field, you get taken out of your rhythm and you could sense that the Eagles were struggling to find their footing offensively all night. So the run defense is a red flag for me. The formula is out there that with any offense out there, regardless of the quarterback, if you're not on the field and able to string together a drive, and oftentimes this year the Eagles have relied on the explosive play and short drives, then you're going three and out. You're going to be taken out of your rhythm, and that's exactly what happens. So other teams are like, hey, if we run the football, they can't stop it. We'll just milk the clock to not allow that offense to find a rhythm and thus put points on the board. Uh, Are the the Bucs back? Oh, I never counted it out. How could you count Tom Brady out? I've said all along, he's not playing bad football and hasn't been playing bad football. The offensive line has been in shambles because they lost so many guys. His receivers have honestly let him down. I mean, Scotty Miller dropped a game-winning touchdown against the Rams. Mike Evans has dropped a couple of long balls that are just inexcusable and not like him because he's a top five wide receiver in the NFL. But when things get clicking and if they can... Actually get that ground game going. Going into last week, they were only averaging more than 60 rushing yards per game. By far worse than the NFL. Then look out if they can have and play more complementary football. But you saw over there in London, Tom Brady, we want to talk about these young quarterbacks not throwing into the teeth of the defense. And let me just say, there's a huge difference between throwing a lofty long ball and just throwing a dart in between the seams into the teeth of the defense. That's what Brady still does, and the route combinations for his wide receivers, it expands because of that. No doubt. I, I, you don't see anyone throwing into the
1: teeth of defense really in the NFL anymore besides yeah. Rodgers, Brady, and a couple guys. You'll see you'll see a Mahomes or an Allen throw a dig in there every so often, but it's everything is lateral. Everything is horizontal per, perimeter-based now. I mean, it's just what it is, and I'm tired of hearing, Coach, we're seeing a bunch of quarters and – and match coverage, I don't give a shit. It's not like we're seeing dime defense where we have four safeties out here in old-school fucking John Madden football, and we see this big old umbrella. I'm not seeing that. I'm still seeing common defense. I mean, it blows my mind. Coach, we're seeing – but 175 yards by Jalen Hurts to me is just not winning recipe to win a Super Bowl. And I understand it's one game, but he's, he's kind of showing me that that's who he is over the last two years, even though he has gotten better. Um, I think the Eagles are better. I just don't see them – it's going to be very very interesting to me who wins the super bowl and i think it's going to be a team that nobody expects that's yeah. just
0: my opinion uh, hey working off what you said though like oh coach they're playing quarters defense they're playing sticks defense who's the guy who we talked about earlier jimmy Garoppolo? he lives in between the numbers and in between the hashes so you can still make those throws despite the coverage
1: yeah no no question um let me ask you this uh aaron rogers uh, is he going to prove everyone wrong and get this team to the playoffs? So I know we just talked about the East being four teams in the same division. Um, somebody's going to have to knock out. Plus, you still have the Bucks in a bad division, so there's only going to be one team out of that one. And then you have a horrible NFC West where basically right now you got Seattle and, and 49ers. Uh, they're going to battle that one out over there. Uh, I only see one of those probably getting in now at this point, right? Um, yeah. Is Aaron Rodgers – Back with the new resurgent watson as the receiver as he found the new van scantling and and gonna get this guy the next bag because that's what he does and that's what people don't understand Uh, we can argue and talk about great quarterbacks all we want and break this down but by the way van scantling got a money bag because of what aaron Rodgers did for him and i haven't seen van scantling do shit in kansas city with mahomes but that's a whole nother day and a whole nother argument. Uh, is this Watson kid the next guy that he's going to get paid? Because that's what great quarterbacks do. Tom Brady turned a fucking rugby player into an all pro with Hogan uh, years ago. Um, I just, I'm interested to get your take on this uh, Aaron Rodgers beating the Cowboy deal. And was it more Aaron Rodgers or more Dak Prescott being
0: Dak Prescott late in games? By the way, Joe Accord. Coworker brought me a beer. I'll shotgun this when we wrap up here in a few minutes. Uh, for Aaron Rodgers, JB. And I'm why would I, you, by the way, I'm sending you the money, by the way. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, by the way, um, for Aaron Rodgers, like we just talked about with Tom Brady, like why would you ever count out Aaron Rodgers? And yes, I understand. Chase, he's only won one Super Bowl. He hasn't played that well in the most critical of games. Yeah, partially true. His teams have under- achieved in the playoffs, there's no doubt, but this guy's also a two-time MVP. And if there's a guy who can bring the Packers out of this slow start in which they already have six wins, so they're going to have to get hot. They're going to have to go on a win streak. Otherwise, They're not going to make the playoffs because the NFC is so competitive. He is the guy who can make it happen. And we've seen him play really well with a supporting cast that's kind of underwhelming and lacks any big names. And with Watson, I think he caught like four balls at the time that he had his Three touchdowns. So he's that explosive threat who's a rookie. He's explosive at North Dakota State. Four-three, four-two guy who's six five. He's long. He can take the top off of the defense. And if that threat is on the field, like Marquez Valdez Scantling, when he was with the Packers, you can get those underneath routes running. Aaron Rodgers likes to utilize his tight ends. Alan Lazard is solid. They have a really good ground game led by Aaron Jones. Their offensive line is always one of the best in football because Green Bay does a great job of developing and identifying quality offensive linemen goat quarterbacks great quarterbacks are the ones who can pull things off like this where they seem dead in the water their teams get off to a slow start but how many times have we seen those teams catch fire late in the year with elite quarterbacks and when that happens look out because i don't want to face Aaron Rodgers if the packers are hot
1: yeah i don't i don't either one of those guys because of the quarterback aaron rodgers green bay tampa and tom i don't know if you want to play anyone tom brady i'm just telling you right now just watching a little bit of that game from where I was in Vegas, uh, he looks rejuvenated. He's a happy. He's on the sideline jumping around. I mean, fuck, that's a scary sight um, to see if you're an NFC team as we wind this thing down. Let me ask you this. OBJ, where does he end up?
0: Cowboys won't stop talking about him. He listed the Niners as one of the teams that he wants to go to. I just don't see why it makes sense financially or with the fit. Although him playing in the slot in that offense would be really dangerous. Green Bay Packers make a lot of sense. And if the Packers win this week, they start stringing together a couple of wins. OBJ wants to make his decision by the end of the month. That's one of those weapons that could make that offense if they're in an area and in a spot where they actually can make the playoffs realistically. OBJ there would make sense. And I'd like to see OBJ with Aaron Rodgers for the next year or two. I would like to see that too, but I don't know if, if, if OBJ nowadays, you know, these cats are so soft. I just
1: don't, I just can't stand it. But I, I'm just going to look at, he's like, um, oh, I'm, I'm going to probably, I'm going to go Super Bowl team. Cause I'm, that's where I'm at in my life. The thing about it is OBJ, I, everyone acts like he's 40. Yeah. But he looks 40 because of what he's done in the last few years is with his body and two what, torn ACLs on the same knee. Yeah. What has happened to him? Yeah. He just, that's what happens in this business. Um, so he's gonna probably pick a Super Bowl team, and that's what's crazy about it. I just don't know where he where he ends up. But this league is uh, it's funny that way. I don't know. Uh, uh, I, what's your thoughts on the playoff committee? Um, they got
0: TCU in there. You good with it? Yeah, TCU runs the table in the Big Twelve. They have a couple of really impressive wins. They should be in the final four. If they lose the Big Twelve title game, you could probably make an argument that if LSU wins the SEC championship, that they get in. If they play Georgia hard in the SEC championship game, maybe you can make the argument that they get in. But if TCU runs the table, they should be in. Tennessee is certainly lurking. They could make an argument that they deserve a spot as well. That win over Alabama, huge, couple of big wins. They just didn't play well against Georgia. They were really flat, but on a neutral surface. Could they compete with the Bulldogs with that offense? Maybe. Josh Heupel has it working. And then the loser of the Big Ten championship, is probably going to fall out, I would imagine, unless it's like a 45-42 game in overtime, and you're like, these are two of the best teams in the country. Is but that, I would imagine that, one of that those two, next, isn't it?
1: This weekend? Is that this weekend?
0: That's always uh, week. right after Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. next week. Got
1: next you. Week. Uh, let me ask you this. Lovey Smith, he fired or not?
0: <laughs> probably not just because they fired David Culley after one year and to, to fire him after one year and then Lovey isn't a good look I'll say this though Jack Easterby who was their like general manager who was the Patriots chaplain and I'm not sure how the hell he climbed the ranks to get a general manager gig he's not there anymore so if a new GM comes in who wants his own guy and he's like why do we have a defensive head coach in 2022 let's get one of these hot shot OC's that's probably the better move because they could have a high draft pick to draft a young quarterback, and you want to pair that young quarterback up with an offensive coach. That's just a smart business decision. And if, and if you don't do that, you're, you're just you're, – you're a dumbass. And my thing is this, though.
1: We keep blaming – we're going to keep drafting first every year. Like, when do you look at the fucking ownership and say, you know what, dude, I'm a horrible fucking owner. My franchise is a joke, and yeah. Mills ain't that bad. If I can surround Mills with a fucking O-line – and a legitimate wideout core and go solidify and get a couple D tackles and a pass rusher and a big time corner and safety. That, that's, that's what the NFL teams that win build on real fast. You can do that in free agency. You can do it in the draft, but when we're always drafting QBs first, we have no opportunity to get better as a team. And it, it's, it blows my mind that we can't figure this out. So I'm, I'm confused on this thing. I don't know, man. Uh, the Chargers, what's happened to them? And are they,
0: uh, are you stuck? Have you stuck a fork in them? I haven't stuck a fork in them yet. Uh, they're still in the playoff race. I think they're the eight or nine seed in the AFC. They're now five and four. Justin Herbert is a really special talent. I just don't know if the offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi has put him in a spot to succeed by throwing the ball downfield he was also without his top two wide receivers on Sunday Night Football and Mike Williams as well as Keenan Allen so that doesn't help and then Brandon Staley sometimes just puts the team behind the ball by going for it on his own 40 yard line that's just a golden opportunity for the opposition to get points but I've seen Herbert put together really impressive stretches i've also seen the chargers always start slow and finish strong they do play in the afc west but now that division that we thought was going to be chock full of contenders it's bad right now with the raiders and the broncos look to be a dog shit franchise this year too and yeah, no doubt uh man hey man it's uh it's gonna be interesting uh who you got tomorrow night uh, what's that game tomorrow night? I, I never look ahead too far for these Thursday night games, and they've also sucked. But what's what's the game?
1: No shit. Yeah. Uh, I can't stand these fucking Thursday night games. To be honest with you, I they're the worst. The Amazon Prime thing is absolutely done. It's it's that Packers. Uh,
0: Tennessee Green Bay. Yeah, it's actually a good game. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean Tennessee has a great defense. We saw with Malik Willis, who was extremely limited. They almost beat the Kansas City Chiefs. They probably should have if Mahomes didn't pull off those heroics. I'm going with Green Bay at home on a short week to stay hot. I'm feeling this Aaron Rodgers momentum here, but never count out Tennessee, man. Mike Vrabel is the most under-talked about great coach in the NFL right now.
1: And just be put it in perspective, Aaron Rodgers has 17 touchdowns in one of his worst years in his career. Exactly. And Jalen Hurts has 13.
0: Yeah, but he also has several rushing touchdowns. That's what I'll yeah. say. But again, is, can you win that way in the playoffs? A lot of mobile quarterbacks have not won a Super Bowl. Nah, no doubt. Uh, Chase, you got to chug this thing? Yeah, I'm going to chug this thing. I, I got I to gotta do it for the people. Got to no do it doubt, for the people. No doubt. Um, it's only right. You probably get- won't take a shot of whiskey, though, because you had a long weekend in Vegas, right?
1: Man, I had a long one. You don't even know.
0: <laughs> but a good one.
1: Let me. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm gonna t- put the touchdown. T- touchdown for you. Um. Let's here we go. go. Ticker on. Yes.
0: Huh? Joe Accord, right? Joe Accord, shout out.
1: And there were haters saying wow. last
0: week that the uh, the beer was full. It's empty. So there you go. Man, that's a fast one. Fast. Does that fuck you up for the rest of the day? No, I'm good. You just got to be built different. I got work to do today. I got to host a couple of Eagles, 49ers NBA shows. We partner with Amazon here at Chat Sports. We got work to do. Is that right?
1: Hey, congratulations on that, man. I, I yeah. wish you the best. I keep uh, appreciate you coming in with the insight, man. It's always great. I'm it's my first day back and it was it was no better one to have than uh Chase senior back on the scene on Work Boot Wednesday. Um I saw LeBron Jalen Rose got to see a few of them in Vegas. We were like, why are you fucking you guys in Vegas? Yeah, uh, why were they in Vegas? I have no idea. I still don't know that. Um, before you get out of here, NBA-wise, who's the bigger joke, the Nets or the Lakers?
0: Oh, man. Can we go with the tie? Both okay, organizations right, right now are fraudulent, and the Lakers are the worst team out of the two. They are a bad roster. They're not good. The Nets are just dysfunctional. They have a lot of talent. They're just not not playing well, and it's a disaster right now. I think it's a cultural thing, honestly, with the Nets, as compared to the Lakers, where I think they're just talent deficient. How the hell did Rob Palenka get a contract extension this offseason, putting together this basketball team on top of what he did last year? That is a joke.
1: I, I agree. And you don't have no fucking shooters, not one. Yeah. Uh, but I got to be honest with you. The Nets roster, to me, I'm looking at it, it's not very good either, man. After, after, without Kyrie and looking at who's on the fucking court, if you got to depend on Royce O'Neil, I don't know how good your roster really is either. After they spent a lot of, again, it's another Kyler Murray situation. We spent top heavy money. Our rosters are going to be hard to, uh, fulfill quality mid-level exemption
0: guys. Maybe this just is a classic example of it looking like a good video game lineup, but it doesn't translate to the NBA. But again, I think it's cultural. Like Kevin Durant has never been a great leader. Kyrie is just a flake. I mean, the guy preaches world peace, but he doesn't stand by it. And he's just a flat earth theory guy and very, very wonky. And I just don't think that people take him seriously in that locker room, right? But if you look at a video game lineup, when Kyrie's back, or if he plays at all, Kyrie, Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, Nick Claxton—they have Seth Curry, Joe Harris. They have some solid players, but it's just not translating right now. But the Lakers are just—they're a terrible basketball team. They're no, a terrible they're, I, basketball team. I, I don't understand
1: it. And for you to think that nothing needed to be changed from last year to this year—we—and you give this guy an extension—it blows my mind. The ignorance is 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 unbelievable. But Man, enjoy your day, man. Get after it, and, uh, and 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 the week, and tomorrow's game. We'll see if Aaron Rodgers can w- make it two in a row like Tom Brady just did. And uh, can't wait to watch you later on. Make sure you follow Chase on everything, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, on here on YouTube. Appreciate sure, you, brother.
0: Always a pleasure, man. Catch you next Peace. week.
1: All right. Appreciate Chase coming in as always. Uh, man, listen. Uh, been a great one man i can't wait to get thirsty thursday here tomorrow already uh, not only for this show but uh last chance q with sean salisbury make sure you subscribe to that on patreon and become a member hey man it's been a great one uh i'm still in recovery mode from vegas but it's good to be back and see y'all love y'all and i will see you tomorrow peace